Tuscaloosa's longest running sports show. The biggest goal of our team, especially in the first half, we at Bama, we're trying to be the best. Always is to win a national championship. Something cool to look back on. We don't want to waste a failure. You're inside the game. John Mechie on the ground. Appreciate your interest in the game. On your home for Alabama sports. Alabama wins. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota. Now, now, here's your award-winning host, Ryan, Ryan Fowler. And a big good evening to you. Good afternoon. We welcome you to the game. We're going to be with you for three hours today. We'll hand off at 5 o'clock to CTSC and Alabama basketball, the pregame uh, beginning at 5 p.m. So we'll be with you for the first three hours. It is a cold day in Tuscaloosa. As you would expect, we may have some freezing cold takes. You never know. We might have some takes that might warm you up a little bit, but it's currently 26 degrees. It feels <laughs> like 16, but it really doesn't feel like 16. Like when I go outside... Maybe I'm just dressed in good layers. I don't know. The uh, the only sun's out too. Yeah, that is that is. But it feels like 16 currently uh, here. I want to dive into a couple different things. I know that uh, a lot of people around the SEC, and I guess you guys took a minute to quit celebrating because Nick Saban has now retired. Right? You guys were celebrating. You couldn't beat him. You couldn't be able to take him down. Uh, I was on last night in Athens, Georgia, and I I spun it around a little bit, and and I tried to make them feel a little bad. I, I kind of feel guilty for doing that. Uh, but our friends over in Georgia, whether it's Rich or Josh or Bama Nick, uh, you guys would be proud, be very, very proud. Because I went on and I said, guys, they kept talking about it and they called him uh, Kalen DeBory. And they kept talking about credentials. And I said, whoa, just a minute, just a minute. I said, he's coached at a Power Five. Where was Kirby Smart a couple of years ago? Did you know that Kirby Smart was going to be able to win the national titles and double your national titles? So I kind of spun it around on them, and uh, then I kind of hurt their feelings a little bit. I said, you know, if you think about Kirby Smart for just a minute, he couldn't beat Nick Saban's lesser of a football team. I mean, this was probably the least amount of talent that Nick Saban has had in Tuscaloosa, and Kirby couldn't beat it. So I believe you guys need to be focused there. I've already heard for the Auburn fans. Uh, we don't really care what you guys think. We know that your moral compass is uh, off, right? Uh, morally bankrupt you. Uh, nobody in the country could have been able to hire Hugh Freeze, but you guys did. You did. And really, it's the only team in the country that could have afforded to uh, hire a guy. And it looks like that behavior is continuing at a rapid pace. So uh, all these different folks, we went off the air last night. No, I was still in the building. And one of my colleagues here at Tide, I won't, I won't give you uh, his name, but he called me. And he called me and he said, uh, hey, keep your eye on Kane Womack. I said, defensive coordinator? He said, Absolutely. He said, I think it'll break at some point tonight. Uh, and he was all over that. But uh, did not want to put it out there because in this coaching search, anything could happen. We've got some audio from Kane Womack from WKRG down in Mobile. And it's a little bit of a energizing side of things. But when you look at Kane Womack uh, stepping away as the South Alabama head coach and a team that uh, had some pretty good success to come here as a defensive coordinator, all these ties go back to Indiana so when you look at it, I'm going to repeat the question that I've typed up. I'm going to put it on Twitter. What are fair expectations in year number one? Because I was asked this question and I went, okay, college football's changed. 
We now have a 12-team playoff. In your eyes, what would it be considered success? Now, we know what the standard was under in Tuscaloosa under Nick Saban. It was winning a national title. But even those debates, we had already started. Hey, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What do we need to do? How do we need to adjust? The world of college football has changed. So we have to use that a part of our adjustment. We have to use it. National title? Okay, we can start there. SEC title? We can start there. College football playoff appearance? You really don't have to win the SEC to be a part of the college football playoffs. Is that considered success? We'll ask you that question. We'll talk to Mike Dettelier coming up in just a couple of minutes. We'll have a chance to feature Mike Dettelier, 215. We'll ask him when you talk about Ryan Grubb coming to the University of Alabama. And I know that the Caleb Downs watch is all out there. But I will take you to a comment that really kind of got me going. Tyler Booker. Now, he made some comments on Twitter but then he also shared this, and I'm going to have to quote uh, Barstool, Alabama, which I don't know how credible they are, but I will tell you that Tyler Booker uh, retweeted this tweet. So obviously he's endorsing saying that I said this. He said, give it to the spring. Think about your legacy, Booker said. Me being here so far, I've had a great legacy. I've been blessed enough to be playing since my freshman year. Started last year. And now it could be a seat considered a leader on this team in the time of a transition like this. That's my legacy. And I don't think a dollar amount could buy my legacy away from here, end quote. How do you like the spirit of that guy? In the world of NIL that we live in currently, how do you like that guy? How do you like that statement? We already knew that Tyler Booker was a solid leader at the University of Alabama. But you hear those type of comments? I hope that got you a little fired up because it did as me as well. So we'll talk more about Kane Womack. We'll ask Dave Bartu to give us some evaluations. Do not miss the coaching grades because he's got some things that he's going to say that I think is going to get you very excited. Coming up 3.30, we'll feature Dave Bartu, CFB Matrix, and we'll evaluate coaches. I think he's got some things to say about uh, Kane Womack. But he's also got some things to say about Ron Grubb. He's also got some things to say about Kalen DeBoer and about this coaching staff. When you look at the University of Alabama and where can Alabama go? So we'll ask you those expectations. We are always powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota, TuscaloosaToyota.com. Now, we are closed today, Tuesday, January the 16th. We'll reopen Wednesday, January the 17th at 10 a.m. But if you're thinking about a dealer uh, that you maybe you're sitting around, you're saying, man, what do I do today? Well, Go take a look at all the, the models that they've got at Tuscaloosa Toyota. The RAV4, 2024 RAV4, the 2024 Corolla, the 2024 Highlander. And you can find all of those great specials right now, some low-interest specials on many different models to choose from, including the 2024 Tundra, as low as 3.99 APR. You can see all the details. Tuscaloosa Toyota, TuscaloosaToyota.com. And for those out there that are still on the fence, Tell me what would convince you to get off of that fence. Is it simply, hey, 225 days, we'll see Alabama line up. Is that what it'll take? No, you're not going to say, well, okay, hey, we took Western Kentucky down. But if you are a fence straddler, you're kind of taking this wait-and-see approach. That question's for you. What are fair expectations in year number one for Kalen DeBoer? We'll ask that question to you, and I'll share mine. Mike Dettelier coming up in a couple of minutes. T-Town, Tide, 100.9, 1230 WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Now, this hour's West Alabama real-time news update from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom. 
Good afternoon. Here are a few things you need to know. Schools including UA, Shelton State, and Stillman are closed for today. There'll be no jury trials at the courthouse across West Alabama and Tuscaloosa Municipal Court. Revenue permitting and water and sewer offices will be closed to the public today as well. The Alabama Rural Water Authority is cautioning Alabamians to let their water drip due to the freezing temperatures, not allow it to flow. They warned that allowing water to flow will not only run up your water bill, but will empty the water tanks. For road closings and weather conditions, check out TuscaloosaThread.com. Get 24 24- Seven local news coverage and sports updates when you download the free Tuscaloosa Thread app and sign up for twice daily email newsletters. This is the Town Square Media Weather Update. Still dealing with Arctic blast here all across the south into the midweek forecast. Hard freeze warnings in effect until 10 a.m. Wednesday morning for us. And wind chill warnings up in northwestern parts of the state tonight where wind chills will drop to 15 below zero. Air temperatures down in the single digits to our north, 10 degrees in town. Wednesday we do recover finally up to 39, but more teens tomorrow night and more teens into the weekend. I'm meteorologist Scott Laurie Moore at the Weather Channel. <laughs> BBQ.com. Dreamland Barbecue. Since 1958, Coach Braun arrived at the University of Alabama. So did Dreamland with Big Daddy's Barbecue Hickory Smoke Ribs. If you're talking about catering for that big tailgate or maybe it's just that family gathering or that small office party, you can do it at either location. You can also order online, carry out, curbside pickup, delivery are now available. It is DreamlandBBQ.com. We do our score prediction every Tuesday and Wednesday, May possible by dreamland that wonderful hickory smoke barbecue ribs how about the big daddy barbecue sandwich those wings are underrated they're one of the best in town you'll find them there how about those barbecue baked potatoes absolutely either location in our immediate area tuscaloosa and the original location there off jug factory road downtown northport dreamland ain't nothing like them nowhere tide 100.9 tuscaloosa weather we stay below freezing all afternoon. The sky partly to mostly sunny. The high 26. A hard freeze tonight. Clear with the low near 11. And tomorrow a dry day with a good supply of sunshine. The high at 37 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 25 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The longest running sports show in Tuscaloosa. The game with Ryan Fowler on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. affiliation with Alabama basketball with the flagship station of Alabama football and we're going to be talking about Alabama football until we hand off there at them at five o'clock uh let's take some phone calls coming up in about 15 minutes 205-342-9904 what are fair expectations for Kalen DeBoer in year number one let's talk to Mike Detillier WWL the big 870 Mike I hope you're having a great day welcome to the game in Tuscaloosa Thank you, Ryan. I appreciate it. Mike, uh, it's been a busy couple of days. I'd love to get your reaction to Kalen DeBoer coming to Tuscaloosa. We could even start and go back to last Tuesday or last Wednesday when Nick Saban announced his retirement and maybe your big reaction there. Maybe we'll start there with your reaction to Coach Saban retiring. 
I was surprised. Uh, that's, that's I was know, too. They got a lot of people that, oh, I knew it, I knew <laughs> it. Well, you've been saying it for the last five years. Eventually, you're going to get it right. Uh, but um, it did surprise me um, that he would leave. But, uh, again, I know as you get older in life, uh, those long hours, if it's 14, 16-hour days, um, you know, you handle it better at 62 than 72. I get that part completely. And he only knows how to do things one way. And um, back actually, um, we had Pete Jenkins on. And, and Pete was surprised. He, he really was uh, about what had happened. And, and Pete's pretty close to uh, Nick. So when I saw it come out on Chris, with Chris, and I've been knowing Chris over 30 years. Uh, Chris and I, um, Chris started as a beat reporter for the Carolina Panthers year one. So we've been we've been knowing each other a long time. And so that was, you know, a little hesitation here about should we go with that story? And I'm like, what? Uh, man, this ain't no funky doing this now. <laughs> you know, Chris Lowe knows what he's doing. And so, uh, but it did surprise me, to, to be honest with you. And uh, I knew that, you know, normally in this spot, you, you go after the hot coach at that time. And um, when if they're interested, you know, you got to reel them in. And I go back to a few years ago when LSU was looking for a coach and it looked as though it was Mark Rick that was going to get the job. He was the hot young assistant at that time. And all of a sudden at the 11th hour, uh, Jimmy Sexton, you know, brings in Nick Saban as a guy from Michigan State. He had no ties to the South, none. Look what he did to that program. So for people that, oh, he don't have no ties to the South, Nick didn't have any either when he got to LSU. None. And so um, when you can recruit, you can recruit. When you can coach, you can coach. And uh, he always would say this about, you know, players are 1A, but surrounding yourself with good assistance is 1B. And that's the one thing Nick has done throughout his years, if it was at LSU, if it was at Alabama, that he surrounded himself with good assistant coaches. Um Everything I've heard about Kalen has been very positive, smart, uh, understands what he's involved with, uh, gets the most out of his players, good recruiter, um, sort of let his assistants become the head coach of their groups, which I think is the smart thing to do. He can't coach every unit. you got to have trust in your assistant coaches. And um, it was funny, we had uh, Tim Brandle with us, and, you know, Tim brought up Dan Lanning, which I knew would be part of the conversation because, you know, Dan's got ties here in the South. He coached at Georgia. He was a GA at Alabama. Uh, you you got to want that job. And uh, and the other name we brought up was, was Kalen DeBoer. And, you know, Tim threw it out to me and said, Mike, give me a comp. And I said, you know, it's different coaching styles, different personalities. But you know what it reminds me of? When, Dennis, when Jimmy Johnson left Miami of Florida and they brought in Dennis Erickson, Dennis was a West Coast guy. Uh, had always coached in, you know, that Montana, Dakota area, or coached at Washington State. It was a controversial hire at that time. Uh, I know even at Miami, um, Sam Jankovich told me it was the hardest sell for me to the people at Miami of Florida was Dennis. 
you know, because he literally had no ties uh, to Miami and to the Florida area, to the southern area. And then, bang, look what Erickson does there. Now, I'm not trying to compare personalities or anything else, but if you see the coaching trajectory, um, it's very similar. Very similar to what Erickson uh, got involved with when he left Washington State to take over Miami of Florida, which, man, when you fill in moccasins to Jimmy Johnson, that was big. And if you think they big, uh, you know, Caleb, I think, understands the moccasins he's filling, the greatest college coach of all time, and, um, and Nick Saban. Mike, uh, I was on another show and uh, yesterday over in Georgia following this show, and they were questioning why Coach Saban was there at the press conference. And I spun it around, and I said, guys, what if he wouldn't have been there? To me, it's an endorsement that he's there. You want to see that transition because Coach Saban has established. I mean, so I, I go back to Les Miles stepping in with Nick Saban uh, leaving for the Miami Dolphins a couple of years ago. I mean, we, you can help us understand that transition. Uh, Coach Saban probably didn't have that, you know, left ear to Les Miles. You know, he wouldn't own a phone away. Uh, so you've seen it both ways. Now it seems like Coach Saban will stay involved some capacity here at the program. Yeah, you know, and, and you talk about a 180. Uh, personality to go from Nick Saban to Les. Um, you know, and a lot of times uh, I've only had one interviewer guy that I've done in all these years that if you ask him a question, by the time he finished, you forgot what you asked him because he'd never answer it. And one was Les. The other one was Hank Strand. Hank was great at it. He'd avoid a question if he didn't want to answer it. <clears throat> and he would take you through a scenario that... <laughs> You forgot your question initially when you asked him uh, when he was over with. So uh, Les was a different personality. Um, Les was very close to uh, Jerry Jones because he had coached with the Cowboys. And him and Jerry uh, had, had stayed pretty close. And so I think that was a guy that Les spoke to about transition and what would happen uh, leaving Oklahoma State to come to LSU. And that sort of thing, but um, I don't see anything wrong with with Nick being there, uh, you know, with Caleb around. And I think, you know, with Nick, he's always there if you need to get in there and talk to him about something. Uh, He's not going to be a hands-on guy. He understands this is a job that, you know, Caleb has to deal with. It's going to have to be his way. But uh, to have that, that voice... And to have somebody you can sort of lean on, Ryan, wouldn't we have wanted that if when we first started doing this? One million you have percent. That? Oh, it's. I mean, it. it that 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 just somewhat of a silly question and a silly comment uh, that somebody would bring up. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, it, it's whatever's whatever. But you know, people always, I guess, try to come up with an angle that, that doesn't make a lot of sense, and that one doesn't. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to see that Nick would be there and, and at least be a voice uh, that if Caleb could go to, because not everything's going to be smooth, <laughs> be honest with you. Uh, it, that, that's just the way of college athletics today. Nothing's smooth. And, you know, somebody that can maybe give you a little bit of content on how maybe they handle things or or that sort of thing, I think is it would be inviting. And if you're smart in life and the people that are successful 
they do lean on others that have had success, who's had more success than Nick in the college ranks. Mike, uh, let me ask you about quarterback play because you think about Ryan Grubb, and I think in a, in a way Nick Saban endorsed Kalen DeBoer before Kalen DeBoer got here because he searched the world throughout college football. He found a coordinator. His number one target was Ryan Grubb, the offensive coordinator last year for Washington. He was not able to, to reel him away, and he had to go to Tommy Reese, was, was probably fourth or fifth. And then when you think about what they're going to bring in here with Ryan Grubb coming to with Kalen DeBoer, it's almost like you think about the focus that's going to be at the quarterback position. You've got an offensive coordinator that coaches quarterbacks, and you've got a head coach that's offensive-oriented who also coaches quarterbacks. Uh, that has to be a good thing for this quarterback room. Yeah, and I mean, Alabama's had a nice run, haven't they? I mean, at the quarterback position. And so um, it, it's such a big part of the game today. Uh, you you got to get the offensive coordinator right, and you got to get the, the quarterback right. Um, defensively, you know, you're going to bend and not break. And it's something, you know, Coach Jenkins and I talk about a lot that in today's, today's world about holding your opponents to 13 points. Man, then days are gone. That's not happening anymore. You got to stop the run. And I think that's always a big part of, of defenses today and make you more dimensional. Just like I thought Michigan made Washington one dimensional, the championship game. But to bring in a offensive coordinator like Grubb who puts a lot of emphasis on the pitch and catch part of the game, and yet they ran the football well with Washington. That huge offensive line, young man from Mississippi, did pretty good over there at Washington until he got hurt, okay? And there's nothing you can do about injuries. But um, I, I think it's a smooth transition because translation, and that was something – I know Les brought up a lot when he first took over uh, to hear that translation from one staff to the next was so important uh, to continuity uh, between the staff because you got to work as a team together. You can't have a dividing force. Um, I think that it was like that early on with Coach O, and I think it got divided late for various reasons. And it led to his demise. And I think that's one of the things with Brian, and he's brought up about staff. And while he's an offensive coach, you're hiring a defensive coordinator to be a head coach on defense and to have people that he's familiar with and he's connected to that can recruit and develop players and play under one umbrella. I think that's the big part of any staff. So, um, to get Grubb in that he didn't get the job, and I understand afresh, man, he's a hell of a coach at Arizona. That man, I watched the Wildcats a few times, um, and they they are well coached offense, and I can understand why um, they went after him uh, to bring him to Washington. But um, that that was a big hard to get him. I really think that was a major major hard because not plays to your strength as a coach because Caleb's an offensive minded coach and you want to play to that strength and develop quarterbacks, the pitch and catch part of the game. But, you know, we talk about that a lot with Lane and over the last few years, who's run the football more than Southeast conference, Alabama, LSU or Ole Miss. Good point. Good point. Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Okay. Uh, a lot of people don't want to hear that, but it's the truth. 
just the way it is, Lane. He understood that. He's talked about it numerous times, that you can't just be a one-dimensional team and throw the football all over. you got to have that running game. you got to be able to also have some patience with the running game because sometimes it's not there early in the game. That was the one thing with Nick. I think he always sort of got you back on center, didn't he? Maybe if a game that you came out throwing, it wasn't working. And he always got back to the running game, Ryan. Always got back to that. And it, it got him back in the game, and it opened things up for the passing attack. So um, I, Caleb's a really good hire. Again, it's big moccasins. You understand what you're getting involved with. Um, it'll look a little different because, you know, every coach has their own style of play and, and what they want to do. But it was an excellent hire. Um, and, yeah, it you know, again, it'll be brought up. He doesn't have a connection. And, again, I'm going to say the guy that walked away, he had no connection to the South when he took over LSU. And look what he did with that program. Mike, uh, I want to ask you about Coach Pete Jenkins. He was on our show last Wednesday night, and we went about six hours, and he jumped on and, and spent about 30 minutes with us, and he talked about the world of college athletics and how much chaotic. Uh, when you think about the driving force that allowed Nick Saban to retire, I cannot get it out of my head that what Coach Pink Jenkins said. He said, not that this was the driving force, but this was a factor. He said, when you look at the chaotic calendar that we've got in college athletics, the way that NIL is happening, the way that the transfer portal is happening, he said, I hope this is a wake-up call for those who are in charge of college football. We've got to get a hold of this world of college athletics that we're watching right here in front of our eyes. I thought it was so evident coming from Coach Pete Jenkins, uh, who is a veteran the experience is unmatched. 55 years of coaching in the world of college athletics and NFL. Uh, just grabbed us in a lot of different ways. Did he say the similar thing to you? Yeah, and I told him, um, you better get over it because <laughs> <laughs> the Wild Wild West is going to be here uh, for a while. It, it's just the way it is, Ryan. And, and it's going to take a toll on coaches. Uh, I don't think there's any question about it. And it's recruiting 24-7, 365. You're re-recruiting the same players that you recruited a year ago or two years ago. You worry about if that guy's going to leave and what it does to your depth and your room at certain positions. Nobody's going to have all the answers at every spot anymore. And um, you know what? That, that ability to leave um, gives a player something that coaches have had for a long time. Okay, if I wasn't happy somewhere, I'd go somewhere else. Now you got players that, you know, I'm not getting playing time. I'm going somewhere else. I, I agree with you on totally on it has changed, and it probably was a factor. Uh, I don't know if it was the main factor, but I think it was certainly a factor with Coach Saban. But if you think it's going to change, and, and Pete agreed with me, he's like, Mike, you – most of the time, right, and I agree with you, it's not going to change. It's not. This is not going to change in the near future. That what we've seen today is going to continue to happen, and you got to make the best of a situation. If you're a head coach or you're an assistant coach, you got to make them the best of it. And sometimes it's not going to be the easy road. Uh, and money's a driving factor about it. There's, I don't think there's any question with that. So 
Um, we can him and haul about it, and we might want our grandpa's world back and our daddy's world back in college sports. Well, guess what? Uh, it ain't going to happen. You living in today's world. It's, it's the reality of what we all have to settle in. And, and I get Pete's point uh, about it. But I told him, Coach, uh, I know you in the winter year <laughs> sort of speaking of coaching, but Hoss, that ain't changing. You better get used to it. And he just laughed. He said, Mike, I know it. He said, I, he said you know, I, I'm just telling you from my experience of how much this game has changed so dramatically. And he's right about that. But, um, you know, we're in the wild, wild west. And it's it's all, whole, you, know, you know, nothing's open today. And you're going to see guys just jumping around from place to place and uh, year to year. You, you know, we, we better get used to it, Ryan. It's not changing. Mike, final question. We're talking to Mike Dettelier, WWL, the big 870 out of New Orleans. Him and Bobby Bear and company do the afternoon PM drive there at the big 870. Mike, um, I'd like to ask you about Houston Texans for just a couple of minutes. 3-13 and 13 last year, rookie head coach D'Amico Ryan steps in. He's got this team one game away from an AFC championship. They've got to beat the Texans. Excuse me, they've got to beat the Ravens, which uh, they're a big underdog against these guys. But uh, just stop and help us understand what D'Amico Ryan's, from your perspective, has been able to do in year number one. Great coach. Um, he's recently removed from the game as a player. Uh, but you can see he's smart. He's, he's aggressive. He's innovative. He turns over the offense. Uh, to, you know, his quarterback coach and Jared Johnson, former Texas A&M quarterback and, and, and Slowick, who was from San Francisco. And they've done a great job with, with CJ. But uh, D'Amico, you know, a couple weeks back we had a deal on, uh, I think it was Bet MGM I did. And they were asking about coach of the year. And, you know, they, they were trying to sell me on Stefanski. And I'm like, okay, uh, look what Stefanski had to start in January. Look <laughs> what D'Amico took over. I mean, it was a wreck of a franchise. He had no idea where this was going to go. And he was able to turn it around. Got the utmost respect for him as a coach, as a man, as a guy that you know, he looks you in the eyes and tells you what it's going to be. That's what it's going to be. And, Ryan, you don't have a lot of people like that anymore uh, in this world that uh, they tell you the truth. And sometimes it's, it's not always the fairy tale you want to hear. But he did a great job. He got them believing in themselves. And I, you've heard me say this before. I never believe in momentum. I think momentum lasts about as long as you kick the ball off and you get your first shot to the chops. But confidence, confidence that you can do it. And we've done it before. And I think that's what he's brought to the Texans, confidence that, you know, that we can win games a certain way. And it's not sometimes always going to be pretty. Boy, they have drafted well. They have a nice accumulation of talent. you got a star quarterback. Man, C.J. is just running my 30-something years doing this. I can't remember another rookie quarterback like him. Can't. That hit this league the way he did. He's just been fabulous. And, uh, the way they use them with this direction and waggle plays, we didn't see that at Ohio State at all. He's a pocket quarterback. How they were able to figure it out with CJ, and he's a quiet guy, quiet leader, uh, individual. But uh, man, his personality and, and D'Amico fits just right. 
and you haven't heard me say this much in I don't know how long we've been doing this, seven, eight, nine, maybe ten years. We've been doing but it a while. Texans, but the Texans did it right. <laughs> the Texans got it right with D'Amico and with CJ. And so uh, um, I'm proud of what he's done, and, and he's a straight-up guy. I mean, and that that's all you want in this world, somebody to be uh, honest with you. And, and I can't say enough about him as a coach and as a man. Mike Dettelier, always one of our favorite guests here in Tuscaloosa. Mike, have a great show this afternoon, and I don't know what it's doing down in uh, Louisiana, but it is mighty, mighty cold here. Uh, feels like Ooh, currently right. 16. It's, 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 it's in the 20s here. It's going to be uh, either teens or 2021 20, tonight. And so uh, I hadn't seen ice uh, in, in quite some time hanging off my truck, but I saw it this morning, so. But no snow, so we were lucky that way. Yeah, same same with uh, us. North Alabama kind of got hit pretty hard with snow, but uh, we got a little bit of freezing rain. But really, uh, the sun has helped us out this afternoon, drying some of that up. Uh, Mike, thank, 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 thank you, you Mike. Brother. Have a great show, man. Thank you, bro. Thank you, Mike. To tell you, always fun to be a visit with him. We'll take more of your calls. We'll talk uh, more about the new defensive coordinator. little audio clip that you need to hear next. T-Town Tide, 100.9-1230 WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. The pharmacy at Midtown, T.J. Thomas. He's the Nick Saban of pharmacists, and if your pharmacist doesn't have an Alabama shirt on, you don't want him. 205-752-0627. Sterile compounding facility, the only sterile compounding facility here in T-Town and West Alabama. All the compounding needs. The retail side, if you're looking for a pharmacy, many of those have closed here in West Alabama, and you're looking to transfer your prescriptions, pharmacymidtown.com, pharmacymidtown.com, conveniently located right there at the back of Midtown. You'll find the pharmacy at Midtown a huge part of our show. Did you miss any episode on Tide 100.9? Don't worry. All of our shows can be found on Spotify and Apple Music and on demand on the Tide 100.9 app. for Kaitlyn DeBoer's first season in Alabama. We uh, put that up three minutes ago, and we've already got 21 responses. I'll try to read some of these. Zach says, 10 wins. What a beautiful thing in the Bruder Conference. Conference. Cody writes in, says, I say nine and three. Nine are, part, are going to just be painfully close. Uh, Chris writes in, I want 10 wins, but two of those over Tennessee and Auburn. Uh, Bama Beach Bomb. Hope it's warmer where you're at. 10 and 2 with a trip to the playoffs. Uh, JJ, the Jet Plane, says 10 and 2, probably make the playoffs. Kalen DeBoer, advocate on the Twitter side of things. 9 and 3, top 10 recruiting class for 2025. He does this in year number one. The future is bright. Post Saban era. James writes in winning the SEC championship in a first round bye in the inaugural 12 team playoff. Okay. Derek writes in undefeated season. 10 and 2 for Kalen DeBoer enthusiasts. Uh, at least 10 wins. I mean, so you look, 10 wins is pretty consistent. Uh, Rammer Jammer, I think we'll have to see a day of who's going to be there. No doubt. That'll be a big part of it. Let's go to Paul and Lincoln. Paul, good afternoon. Roll tide to you. I hope all is well. Roll tide, buddy. Um, wow, what a what a whirlwind last six days. Uh, we have uh, been living, uh, Ryan. 
First of all, Ryan, I just want to say I, didn't, I wasn't able to call yesterday. Uh, I did call Kerry's show um, Saturday uh, after the uh, with the uh, with the coverage of the press conference. But Ryan, uh, the station Tide one hundred point nine just absolutely killed it uh, with the coverage from, and it was wall to wall coverage from from the time the announcement came down for. Coach Saban retiring to the to the naming of the coach to the press conference and everything in between. You guys absolutely, like I said, killed it, and um, that's the reason this show is the is the best in the business. I just wanted to get that out. Well, there. thank you, thank you, uh, Paul. I mean, listen, it's an honor. I say this often, and I don't say it lightly. It's an honor to serve the Alabama fans. Growing up in this state, going to school here, this is my alma mater. I want the best for this place. To be able to say that I serve the Alabama fans and we've been doing it for this length of time, um, I take a lot of honor into that. And I don't take it for granted either. Well, it's uh, it's much appreciated. And uh, even, um, I know, after I called Kerry's show, uh, the, the, uh, the number one international caller, the great uh, Blueberry Steve called in and he, he was – he was echoing the sentiments that I, that I just uh, that I just uh, said to you guys. So it was it was a like I said it was great and it was much appreciated. Um, Ryan, the the fan bases of the SEC um, are taking a victory lap. Okay. Um, With the bugs, the the bugs. I've already had to put three or four bugs in their spot. Uh, the yeah. The Bugs, uh, the Georgia Bulldogs, um, Revival has broken out in the SEC. Um, the Wicked Witch is dead. The Nightmare is over. Um, it, it, it's it's really um, to see these fan bases react to the to the uh, retirement of Coach Saban, and um, and then the naming of of. Um, Coach Debo, I guess I'll start calling him Coach Debo, um, has been uh, is has been something to see. I was listening to an interview with Mike Griffith um, earlier today. And I made an appearance on that show last night with Mike. Okay, well, you may have heard the 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 one I heard with him on it. Um, he said the battle between Alabama and Georgia since Coach Saban retired last Wednesday. He said, uh, Georgia fired the first salvo, and right now it's Georgia one, Bama zero, with the, uh, with the naming of, uh, Tavares Robinson as their co-defensive coordinator. I mean, he, uh, he made it, uh, you know, the fact that, that Kirby came to Tuscaloosa and got, uh, and got t- Coach T Rob is, is to, to the Georgia folks, it's a big deal. It's a real big deal. It's kind of uh, maybe it kind of uh, dampers the 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 overall record a little bit. Uh, maybe in their minds, uh, the recent loss to Alabama to Coach Saban in the SEC championship. So they'll, they're taking any victories that they can, if you know what I mean. So uh, it's it's kind of it's kind of funny. And listen, Alabama, this is. Well, and this I told I told Mike last night. I said, just a minute, he because he he talked about the risk that it would be to hire 
Kaylin to board. I said a couple different things that you know kind of got the dog fans uh, on my Twitter account. That's okay if they want to you know tag me in a tweet or or say something. I said when you look at Kirby Smart when he was hired at UGA, the credentials of Kaylin the board compared to when Kirby Smart came to UGA and when Kaylin the board just made the transition from UW to University of Alabama. It's not even close. It's not even comparable. So if you want to tell me that's a risky hire, then I can tell you when you hired Kirby was a risky hire. But I also came back and I said, you know, I would be more concerned about Kirby, that he couldn't beat one of Nick Saban's worst teams in Tuscaloosa. I mean, that was not a good football yeah. team, Paul. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying this in no, a mean no. way. That was one of Nick Saban's weakest teams, coaching staff, players, all of the above. It was not hit. And you couldn't beat him? I'd be more right, worried about right. your head coach than I would be about mine. I mean, Dave Bartu uh, on your show last week uh, was, I mean, <laughs> there was not a single uh, Alabama staff member, uh, maybe other than Tavares Robinson, that, that really got a, 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 I won't say a passing grade, but it was, uh, they were they were basically C students, you know, in, in, in his, his grading system. Um, but listen, you, you can't deny the fact that, um, Coach Debo, right now, he is—he's—he's he's working nonstop. I, I can't imagine—I can't imagine how many irons he has in the fire right now, uh, from putting together staff to trying to salvage the current roster, to to trying to uh, get you know new relationships with 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 recruits. To, you know, they're, they're, he is going nonstop, and on top of that, he's trying—he's trying to complete his staff as well. So this guy is uh, is burning the, the the wick at both ends. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, so, um, but well, what is, what does it tell you about a guy who is, for one, he's got a confidence in himself that he's willing to follow Nick Saban? I think that with it itself speaks volume about who he thinks he is as a football coach. But then when, when you also not being intimidated by Nick Saban, showing respect right. but not being intimidated, to me that that's a big statement. Sure it is. Sure it is. And it sounds like, he, you know, because uh, UW came back and offered him like double the money um, to, to keep him there. But I think this is the job that he coveted. I mean, he, uh, you know, he, I don't, I don't think this job – or he wouldn't have took it if he did. If he was intimidated, I don't think he's intimidated at all. Listen, the, Alabama is the holy grail of college football. Listen, the, the, Michigan's not, Ohio State's not, Georgia's not, Texas isn't. Uh, Alabama is the holy grail of college football. It's been the most consistent football program in the last seventeen years, and it, it'll it'll. It, It'll never be reclamated. There's no way what we've gone through the last 17 years will ever, ever happen again. I, 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 I just can't see it happening. Certainly not in my lifetime. Uh, hey, but Paul, the fact he's, give me first first year expectations in your opinion. What are fair well, expectations in year number one? Year number one for Kalen DeBoer. Fair to me. To you. Um, to me. To beat. Uh, to beat the Bugs in Tennessee. That's job one. Okay? Okay. It's, it's uh, listen, it's, uh, until, listen, we can, we can kind of shoot at the hip, make the college playoff. 
put it that way. But until we know what his roster is going to look like, we have no clue. What's, we got until February the 7th before the, the window is over with for Alabama. We don't know who's in, who's out. We kind of got an idea. But um, because the, the team that walked off the field in Pasadena, that roster, um, is not going to be the same roster that goes on the field against Western sure. Kentucky. So there's there's so many moving parts in this situation. Um I think I'm excited about the offense, the the, the staff he's bringing in, the defense. I, I, I kind of like what I'm hearing about Kane Womack. Uh, he still has a, about three positions to, to fill. Um, the roster is going to be crucial. Um, but uh, I, I'm make, make the playoffs. He can make the playoffs with two or three losses. Um, w- w- listen, we, Ryan, we know what the standard is. The standard here is national championships. Um, SEC championships. Um, to put that kind of pressure on him right away uh, with the schedule that we have, um, if he can, if he can run that gauntlet with one or two losses, um, uh, as long as they're not Tennessee and Auburn, uh, I'm okay with it. Hey, Paul, thank you so much, man. Have a great rest of your day. Okay, better real time. Paul and Lincoln helping us out. We'll continue with more phone calls. We're asking that question to you. When you look at fair expectations, beating Auburn, beating Tennessee, that's a good start. But uh, where do you, where do you think this Alabama football team? What are fair expectations? And we're still trying to work out exactly what's next. We got audio that we're going to get to, and a lot more. Dave Bartu is going to tell you why he loves the hire. Coming up in forty minutes. T Town Todd one hundred point nine, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Everybody loves DanielMoreArt.com as we celebrate special occasions, birthdays, anniversary, that Alabama fan in your life. It's DanielMoreArt.com. Christmas time upcoming. You want to celebrate that Alabama fan by visiting the website. All the great prints celebrating Heisman winners, great coaches, Nick Saban, and Alabama's given us so many great moments to think about. And we talk about living rooms. Tua Tungavailoa, second and 26. Devontae Smith, Heisman Heights, Mark Ingram, Bryce Young, Nick Saban, Coach Stallings, Coach Bryant, DanielMoreArt.com. Remember the code word, the game gets a significant discount. You got to put it in the game, significant discount, DanielMoreArt.com. And we would also ask when you say, where did you hear about this? We'd ask that you would select the game with Ryan Fowler. We greatly appreciate you going to DanielMoreArt.com. Dot com. The Game with Ryan Fowler, powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota, on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Into the game, my fellow West Side buddy, West Side of Tuscaloosa. We, you know, Romulus and uh, Coker, we're big rivals. Tommy Romulus, Tommy, good afternoon. You're in the game. How are you, man? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm trying to extend an olive branch to you, right? For, for what? Well, I mean, you're always mad. I am always mad. Just Keep trying the to... blood circulation. Well, I know, but I'm just trying to be nice. With it's so cold on the outside, I'd love for you to be nice to me today. You know, just something. Oh, okay. 
before Christmas, after Christmas, I was nice to you for two days in a row. That's right. What do you want, miracles? Well, true, true. I guess that's really, I don't want to overachieve her, and I don't want to, you know, yeah. I'd rather save mine for later in 2024. But uh, tell me, yeah. what's fair expectations? What are fair expectations in 2023, excuse me, 2024 for Kedlin DeBoer? Well, you know, you, you fuss at me all the time about being narrow-minded and staying focused. Right now, the most important thing to me right now is getting his staff and recruiting this weekend because I think one of the decommitments is going to come this weekend and reaffirm that the Alabama standard is still there. It hasn't gone nowhere. The torch has been passed to another man, and they need to explain that to the fan base and everybody. Wade passed it to Thomas. Thomas was like, Bryant took it, then Bryant gave it to Stalin. And Stalin, you remember, came when Saban got high, encouraged him, said this is a great place to be. And Saban doing the same thing with KD, a new head coach. I mean, right now I'm not worried about the first game of the season. Let's get who we who's going to stay and find out who wants to come here and see what the transfer portal and see what happens. Get A-Day lined up, get things going, and make those contacts for next year. I mean, I don't want to put no limits on the team. Oh, they're going to go 9-3. They're going to go 10-2. Okay, but, what, but I mean, not I mean, putting limits on them, just fair expectations. What are fair expectations? Our fair expectation to get to the playoff stride. There you go. Okay. I mean, see, I, I squeeze mean, it out of you. Well, you no, didn't want to like say this. it, but I got it out of you. It took me a little well, bit. I made a big commitment yesterday, pal. You didn't put it on no billboard. Smack your butt said, with, a, with, a, with a boat paddle, but I got it out of you. Playoffs. Well, well I mean, I gave you a big endorsement yesterday. You did? How? Yes. I said, I would miss softball and go to AJ. Oh, that's right. Year. That was huge. I mean, Patrick Murphy may not that be happened. happy, but, I mean, Tommy, that's, that's big for Tommy and Romulus. Well, that means I've been nice to you two days in a row. Lord, I'm it's not sure if I like this, this version week. of Tommy. I mean, but, no, I mean, I mean, everybody said, well, this defensive coordinator don't move the needle. Well, when Nick Saban high Kirby Smart meaning moons and go at LSU or much Tommy, I've, I've done radio enough in Tuscaloosa. They didn't like Lane Kiffin when he was hired. They didn't saw, like Sark when he came back. They didn't even like Nick Saban when he was hired in 2007. Some, some did, some did not. There's going to be naysayers. That's okay. They're yeah. entitled to their opinion. I welcome those. That's why I said, hey, for you fence traddlers out there, come on board. Tell me what are fair expectations. Because if you don't well, like the hire, then then you tell me, hey, th this is what I think are fair. I respect you, Tommy. That's one thing that I respect about my show is we invite people with different opinions. Well, yeah, I mean, I got told on another show, maybe it was your show yesterday, that when I didn't hear of this man eight weeks ago or nine weeks ago, when uh, how long it was before they played Oregon for the first time, and uh, knew nothing about the man. But I'm learning more and more every day. 
looking up stuff and listening to talk radio. Every day I'm liking this man more and more because I heard this out there during football season when I watched him play Oregon. Well, if Lincoln Riley going to run to the NFL, see, his name was never mentioned for this job because you know why? He don't care about defense, and that's why I taught him Call STEM guys for championship. He might have had three or four Heisman Trophy winners as a young coach, but you know, people rather talk about national championship than Heisman Trophy. People get excited when they see that ring on a player hand and see that nice new granite thing out there around Brandon Stadium saying number 19 national championship. You I got know. you. I got you. I mean, so I mean, Tommy, we got to run, man. I'm at the top of the hour right here. I always enjoy our chats. All right, man. Be good. Stay warm. It's Rumsey Environmental, a one-stop shop serving West Alabama for all of your waste removal needs. 228 days away from Alabama, Western Kentucky, brought to you by Alabama Credit Union, alabamacu.com. Fox Sports Update next here and more of your calls. Coming up, Johnny in Coleman, Alabama. Do what? He's next. T-Town Tide 100.9-1230 WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Monsi Bolaños. Jim Harbaugh remains engaged on extension talks with Michigan and is seeking language in the contract that would give him immunity for being fired for any findings stemming from multiple ongoing NCAA investigations. This is according to Yahoo Sports. Harbaugh did visit with the Chargers yesterday regarding their open head coaching job. The Chargers today completed an interview with Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan and the Panthers have interviewed Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson. The Saints have fired their offensive Offensive coordinator Pete Carmichael, who has been with the team since 2006 and the offensive coordinator since 2009. 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan tells reporters that running back Christian McCaffrey will be a full participant in practice today. It seems the bye week did the trick for his injured calf. San Francisco hosts Green Bay in the NFC divisional round on Sunday. And Eagle Center Jason Kelsey is retiring from the NFL. This is a Town Square Media weather update. Still dealing with Arctic blast here all across the south into the midweek forecast. Hard freeze warnings in effect until 10 a.m. Wednesday morning for us. And wind chill warnings up in northwestern parts of the state tonight where wind chills will drop to 15 below zero. Air temperatures down in the single digits to our north, 10 degrees in town. Wednesday we do recover finally up to 39, but more teens tomorrow night and more teens into the weekend. I'm meteorologist Scott Lariamore at the Weather Channel. First kitchen. Mexican food right there in Northport. If you're looking for the great specials daily, the fajitas are outstanding. The pastures dip, the appetizers, the fried ice cream, always a great option. It is Pastors Kitchen Mexican food. Also find the food truck. And we are also now serving breakfast at Pastors Kitchen Mexican food. Stop by the McFarland Boulevard location. You can also find them in Northside Pastors Kitchen Mexican food with Pastor Garcia. More power equipment if you're looking for chainsaw needs if you're cleaning up those leaves or yard debris you'll find the backpack blowers the battery operated tools the echo outdoor power equipment crest outdoor power
power equipment, the battery-operated tools by Husqvarna, and you'll also find great inventory on the zero-turn commercial and the residential mowers by both Skag and Husqvarna. Service department, do that end-of-the-season maintenance at Northport Power Equipment. It's two blocks east of the Northport Civic Center since 1996. Northport Power Equipment. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. We stay below freezing all afternoon. The sky partly to mostly sunny, the high 26. A hard freeze tonight, clear with the low near 11. And tomorrow, a dry day with a good supply of sunshine, the high at 37 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 25 degrees in Tuscaloosa. song at three o'clock we always played that when we did not win a national title sources tell us that Kaylin DeBoer is a gigantic journey fan that's what we are being told sources confirmed to Noah Noah's been working the behind the scenes that Kaylin DeBoer's favorite band is journey that now will be our three o'clock opening song we can do this one we can do a lot of different journey songs so coach DeBoer that's for you in Tuscaloosa. Three o'clock song has now become our favorite song. Hey, I'm I'm a guy that was probably very similar in age when you think about it. I mean, that was that was the music, my friend. That was the music. Let's take phone calls. We're asking fair expectations as we open up the three o'clock hour. We'll talk to Dave Bartu coming up in 26 minutes. You're gonna love what he says about Kalen DeBoer. We're powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota. TuscaloosaToyota.com, 3325 Scotland Boulevard, and online at TuscaloosaToyota.com. By the way, should we tell Kalen DeBoer that the weather, this is an outlier when you look at the weather? I mean, this is not typical for Tuscaloosa. Coach, we were going to roll out the 70s for you, but uh, we didn't want you to miss too much of the Pacific Northwest. So uh, we apologize for all the snow and freezing rain and you know teen temp that uh we've been throwing at you it will improve this is an outlier johnny coleman alabama johnny i heard you making snow angels up in coleman how are you johnny in the house how are I you i had a little hiccup in that didn't i <clears throat> it's weather stupid right so, have you made a snow angel? I mean, this is a famous caller, by the way. It's I'm not getting out and playing in a stupid ice storm, Ryan. That's all it done here. Not no. even enough to make like a bowl of snow ice cream? No. No, because there could be yellow spots in it, right? You never know. Hey, real quick. I'm just throwing uh, that out there, you snow cone eaters. Yellow Watch spots. Watch for the yellow. <laughs> yeah, don't eat yellow snow. I think that's a good tip. Uh, hey, Ross yeah. Bajori, sure which is the Texas A&M AD, is now leaving Texas A&M, will become the new athletic director of Ohio State. It's just now breaking from Tom Van Heron from ESPN. Sorry about that, Johnny. But uh, Johnny, well, it sort of sounds like the wheels falling off Texas A&M, right? Yeah. They just lose every time the wind blows. You get, 
you know, they signed all these NFL players. Has any of them left there? I mean, are they still there? A few. We actually, we have one here. Well, it must be. You didn't get paid enough, so. All right, so Johnny, I want to set this question up, okay? But I want to forget about the expectations. Oh, let me say this. I want to ask let me you, say this, right? Johnny. I mean, you're a big voice in the world of Alabama athletics. Do you like this? Well, hire? Sure, I am. You like this hire? Yeah, I'm going to get to that, but I got to say this first, right? Okay. I first want to apologize by losing you. Sorry to hear that, but it was yeah, it was a great aunt. But she was. I never really had a. An aunt? Well, she had to put up with you. I mean, she had to be great at something. She was, she was incredible. And uh, thank and you. I got to talk about this, Ryan. I'm sitting here watching this press conference. I'm trying to figure out whether to watch it on YouTube or watch it on, I think it's on 3340. And I'm sitting here watching this thing. And then all of a sudden, boom, there's Ryan Fowler. He sat back there, boy, his old hair, boy, you looking good, Ryan. I just, I just want to put this on the record here, okay? I mean, I just, I want to, you know, you always used to call me your fat boy friend. You're going to yeah, have to change. you're my big buddy friend. Uh, you're going to have to change your words because uh, I'm down to 205 pounds. Oh, you're lighter than me, right? <gasps> and I mean, then we go to I, this trying, other little conference well, right? They got this there. Alabama football tryouts tomorrow. I mean, I'm thinking about going out and seeing what I got, Johnny. Well, true, true. I made a fun. They need a forest gun. Well, no, I'm actually I want to be the holder. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. I don't Ryan, want to run the ball. I don't, ball. I don't no, want a wide Ryan, receiver. No. I just want to be the holder. <laughs> no, Ryan. No. Now, now let's get to some football talk. Okay. All right. Now, am I tickled about the hire? You dang right I am. Because if I ain't mistaken, this was offensive coordinator. When Indiana was blowing everybody's butt out of the water, was it 219? It was. Or somewhere? Yeah. And, well, they had, they had several pretty decent years there. Ron Grubb. Yeah, I was, I, you know, we done got the strength and conditioning guys, right? They're done at Alabama. So now we got, used to be offensive coordinator, Nader, at Alabama. So I've, I've watched this guy work and. The first of all, any fair weather fan, go get under your stupid rock, get your damn bulldozer, cover the damn dirt up over you, because we don't need you. Just go. Go away. Because you so don't are know you a saying that you're, you're endorsing this guy, Johnny? I mean, is what it sounds like to yeah, me. Yeah, I am. Yeah. I mean, we haven't uh, heard from Johnny maybe once in the last year, and now Kalen DeBoer gets hired. It sounds like you're fired up more than we've talked to you in the a long time. Yeah, here, 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 let me explain to you why, right? I ain't called in a while, so I'm, I'm trying to give you a little you bit while I'm on here. I was just like everybody else, right? And I was worried who would actually be the one that's got to come behind the goat. Now, I don't care what you say, that's got to be intimidating. Absolutely. Period. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Period. The minute this guy gets on stage, and I'm sure he thinks very highly of Nick Saban, but it's like he wasn't even sitting on the front row. He just took the program over, put it on his shoulders, and went with it. Now, here's the one thing that won me, hands down, bottom line, 
convinced we hired the right guy. That anybody would leave a program that he done pretty dang good at, and he comes to Alabama, the only team that he would probably leave for, and he's got the heart and the desire on national TV at the University of Alabama to recognize his Washington players and let them know it's going to be all right, that I love you. You know, that right there was Nick Saban in a handbasket, dude. Amazing what these kids think of this guy. Well, and he saved that for the very end. And you know why he saved it for the end? He said he was going to get choked up. He said, I'm going to get choked up. And And I'm going to tell you, Johnny, uh, some things that he did to the media up in Washington. I mean, I know this is small gesture. He sent many of them a thank you text message, thanking them for the coverage that they gave UW. Most and coaches how many don't coaches do that. Give a crap to do that. Well, it's a little gesture, you know? and you talk about building that relationship in the living room. Yeah, I mean this guy's the real deal, folks. Because you know, and I know people in the media business. We take a bad name for the media business. I understand why. I mean, many of us can't be trusted out here in the real world of the media side of things. I mean, they no. call it fake news for a reason. Yeah, um, you got that right. So I, I get news. it, but we're also the conduit. To the fans, whether you're at uh, UW out there or whether you're at yeah. the Cal College across the state, you're the conduit what's, to the fans. What's disappointing, Ryan, and it, and nobody's talked about this, when Nick Saban come in, it was like an open-door policy, red carpet. Oh, my God. Truthfully, I knew Nick Saban from LSU. I mean, he was in SEC. I didn't really watch a lot of Dolphins. So I... But we cannot be respectful as a society, and especially fans at the univer- or, or the University of Alabama, to give this guy that is a proven winner. It's been broadcast all over the country. The same darn courtesy and respect. We're going to have to make him earn it. I don't get that. It's our job to get behind him, not make him do any dead gun thing. Look at We Johnny. don't pay his salary. We don't pay his darn salary, right? So well, let's get behind him. I mean, I feel, no, yeah, maybe some. But my point is, when we're really all in on something as human beings, we go all in. Well, this coach has went all in. I mean, he's left a heck of a job. He's confronted Nick, sat right there, stood tall and proud. And's not intimidated by him. He respects him, but not intimidated. There's a difference. And, well, Nick, I don't want you to go nowhere. You got 100% access, dude. You know, I want one each day of something I work on. Hey, if you give me 10, I'm okay with that, too. You know? But that one thing that he did for his ex-team, his ex-ball players, spoke more volumes to me than anything. He didn't have to do that. He could have done that behind the door on a cell phone, whatever, but on that, he wanted people, he wanted us to see who he is. And if you're a player out there and you're on the team right now and you can't stop his cop picking money, grabbing bull crap, and get committed to the University of Alabama, we'll get the crap out. I think that's one thing that hurt us last year. We got we need that alpha dog, Ryan. And I I hope he brings them. Because we ain't got no alpha dog. 
We did last year. I mean, it's hard to watch at times. Well, and, and here's the part that's going to sting with what I'm about to say. We've won one national title in, what, six years here in Tuscaloosa? Yeah. One. Yeah. One. This cloud of uncertainty of when Nick Saban is going to retire at the age of 72, it had begun to grow. And it had yeah. impacted hiring coaches. And I think it had probably impacted some in recruiting. Now, the transfer portal, I think, gave Nick Saban a mulligan because yeah. if you're committing to Coach Saban, he does leave, then you got the transfer portal option as your backup plan. But, hey, Johnny, give me, give me fair expectations. Give me fair expectations. What are your expectations in the year number one? What would you be pleased with? And then I'm going to let you go. I, I, I'm pretty fire of the saying this. As starters, I mean true starters, unless I'm missing something, are still in the boat. A couple has, I mean, we got, what's his name, all over the same place. So here, here's what I'm going to say, man. I'm predicting right now, January to what? What is, what is today? Today is January the 16th of 2024. January 16th, 2024. Not only do we beat Tennessee and Auburn, but we're going to give... Mr. Georgia and a little whatever you want to call him, two-faced, backstabbing piece of crap that got made who he is by who, the GOAT. We're going to shove his football pre uh, program completely can you imagine out the face of can, the earth. Can you and, imagine and, if Kalen DeBoer yeah. on September the oh 28th, we're 227 days away from Western Kentucky, brought to you by Alabama Credit Union, but that fourth game – if Kalen DeBoer yeah. beats Georgia in Tuscaloosa, yeah, they are, they are, they are going to come apart. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying that they yeah. do. Johnny, I got to run, man. Good to All hear right, your voice, right. man. Listen, always remember this. You got a lid and you got the toilet seat, right? Okay. You, you, Make sure the dang toilet seat is down because it could be a little washing on the hidey tidy. No tide, right? Holy <laughs> bum. As we call those Johnny-isms. He hadn't called in a long time, so it's good to hear Johnny's voice. We'll come back. We'll take more phone calls. Dave Bartu gives us his expectation. You're going to love it. Coming up in about 15 minutes, T-Town Tide, 100.9, 1230 WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Now, this hour's West Alabama real-time news update from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom. Good afternoon. Here are a few things you need to know. Schools including UA, Shelton State, and Stillman are closed for today. There'll be no jury trials at the courthouse across West Alabama and Tuscaloosa Municipal Court. Revenue permitting and water and sewer offices will be closed to the public today as well. The Alabama Rural Water Authority is cautioning Alabamians to let their water drip due to the freezing temperatures, not allow it to flow. They warned that allowing water to flow will not only run up your water bill, but will empty the water tanks. For road closings and weather conditions, check out TuscaloosaThread.com. Get 24 7 local news coverage and sports updates when you download the free Tuscaloosa Thread app and sign up for twice daily email newsletter. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. We stay below freezing all afternoon. The sky partly to mostly sunny, the high 26. A hard freeze tonight, clear with the low near 11. And tomorrow, a dry day with a good supply of sunshine, the high at 37 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 26 degrees in Tuscaloosa. 
Want to jump into any of the shows? Call Tide 100.9 right now at 205-342-9904. Will somebody answer that damn phone? That's 205-342-9904. here because Bama mom just tweeted in and said you said exactly what has been a part of the problem the chance of retirement has been against him and Bama I think it's been recruiting coaches I think it's been recruiting players yeah Nick Saban's been able to navigate that but as he told Reese Davis he told Pat McAfee those issues had become harder that's not meaning anything disrespectful to coach Saban it's just being honest let's go to Donald Donald it's been a long time it's good to see your name pop up on the screen I hope all is well I'm trying to fall out today, old buddy, just like the rest of us. Man. Hey, I mean, we, we promised Kalen DeBoer warmer weather, and then we get here to this. I don't know what we're going to have to do. Somebody's got to kick the heater on or something. I don't think the heater's going to be – I don't think the heater's going to be working very well right now. <laughs> they need to kick it a couple of times. Hey, you know, but, uh, th- this morning I woke up, Donald, and I know this is not a spot, but maybe it is. But uh, Adam C. Cullen, one of our great sponsors, I woke up and I, I kicked the thermostat, and it didn't come on. I said, son of a gun, uh-huh. is this a day that my heat is going to go out? Thankfully, I called Richard Adams, Adams Heating and Cooling. They were out in a couple of hours, and they had me back working in no time. So I'm very thankful to one of our great sponsors. Thank you, Adams Heating and Cooling with Richard Adams. Because, uh, man, uh, living well, without heat when you're all electric, ooh, glory. Well, I, yeah, but I called out because I was this morning. I was like, crap, I'm taking no chance on anything some things more important than other things you know what i mean absolutely anyway, absolutely donna what do you think about you've the been harder to catch you've, we've had a lot going on the last week or so week and a half i mean i have no idea how important it is but a lot's been going on because you've been talking non-stop for almost seven eight nine days now bud i mean i didn't think you had it in you it it has been a very very busy week but it's uh, <laughs> one of those that you just have to kind of suck it up and you do it, yeah, well, and I have fun. Well, I have fun talking with you guys. Well, I know you do, but uh, let me explain something here. Uh, this is the second time in my life that we've gone. Now, a lot of this is completely different from when Coach Bryant retired back in 82. By the way, that was the senior year in high school, I might add. Uh and a lot's different because of circumstances and life issues that occurred back then. But you mentioned the uh, recruiting thing. Yes, they were using that against uh, Coach Saban, and, but they were also using it against Coach Bryant back in the day as well. And they were using it against Coach Bryant for about the last uh, five or six years of his uh, tenure here. Now, granted, he had a lot more going on than – we realized it was after the fact that when he retired that we did realize it, unfortunately. But the thing about it is the difference here is when Coach Bryant retired, the program did take a dip because it went to eight and four in his final year. Here, this program hasn't taken a dip at all. And uh, so the circumstances, uh, some are similar, some are not similar. And uh, and this program right here is on a, on a pretty good trajectory. Uh, and... Uh, Saban's done the same thing he did at LSU when he left LSU to go to Miami. 
he left the LSU program in great shape. And it was proven four years later when, in 2007, when they won the national championship with Les, I love to eat grass miles as the coach. <laughs> so, but the thing about it is, you know, he's done the same thing in Alabama and we're going to, you know, for the next little bit, we're going to reap the benefits of that. But the difference is obviously NIL and transfer portal and what Isaiah Bond was. Isaiah Bond is a sellout. I mean, I've heard $5 million was given to him to go to Texas and all that stuff. Well, you know, to me, I consider that like blood money. You know, you, you sell out your team, you sell out your friends, you sell out your teammates to go to Texas to get something. And he, who's to say he's going to get paid? And the reason I say that, because, you know, Walter Nolan and those guys from A&M, several of those guys said they never got paid out there. So that's the reason why they left out there, supposedly. But the thing about it is he's a sellout, and, you know, his history, his, whatever he was at Bama, to put no history down the road. But the thing about it is uh, the new coach, I'm still trying to, I mean, don't get me wrong, I saw, the, I saw Washington play several times this year, late night in the Pac-12. And the board's a good coach. There's no doubt about that. And, uh, but he looks like he's trying to surround himself with people who know the lay of the land here, you know, like Freddie Roach and those guys, Gillespie and those guys. And, uh, I've heard other things that he might do with the staff. Womack, the, uh, South Alabama coach, by the way, Womack is a pretty good head coach. I don't know if anybody saw what South Alabama did this year, but, uh, you go back and look at their bowl game minus the and fight. And you can after get a guy that leaves a head coaching spot to come well, and be Womack, your defensive coordinator. Uh, Let that sink in. Well, Womack, uh, you know, it, it would take a lot for him to leave USA, and because uh, he had built a solid program down there in the Sun Belt. And uh, now, how's he going to do at Alabama? I don't. The only time will tell. But the numbers you would think, based on his past record, would think he's going to do halfway decent. But uh, the thing about it is, this is the SEC. This is not uh, the, you know, this is not Indiana, okay? But uh, nonetheless, uh, but I think uh, first year, no telling what the roster is going to look like right now. So it's too early to really put a lot on how expectations are going to be next year for this team. Uh, it's a championship roster because they know how to win. That's a big deal. And, uh, and DeBoer knows how to win. So those are two good things in place already. Uh, these kids, I mean, I've heard stuff about Milrow and Downs and all that. That's encouraging, uh, cause they got leaders on this team that, uh, that are in place that will, uh, help the roster down the road. And, uh, but the thing is, uh, the, the guy, they got everybody, we got to give everybody, give the guy a chance and, uh, show what he's made of in this first year. You really can't tell a lot. You know, you don't know what the transfer portal is going to bring in because, it's like you've said before, he that giveth also taketh. So uh, it works both ways in the transfer portal. But uh, It does. It does. Hey, Donald, I'm not going to get to this break, man, but I'll let you have the final word. Well, the thing is, you know, we're going to give this guy a chance. He's, I think he's going to do good, but, you know, Alabama's not used to good. They're used to great. And uh, But I think he's just got to – it's going to take a little time for him to get his play, program in place. And the first year, there's usually when you have a new coach, there's usually issues in one or two games during the first year. I mean, I was there at that game. I saw it firsthand. But uh, 
But the thing about it is, you know, I think he's going to do well. I would look at uh, ten and two and getting in the playoff is the best. I think worst case would be nine and three. Gotcha. And uh, hey, Donald, you know, you take it easy. You take it easy, but it's good talking to you, and y'all have a great day. It's good to hear your voice, man. Thank you. We're going to get back to those phone calls, Ricky. I see you, Bubba. I see you. We're going to work our way to you guys, but we're coming today, Bartu. Next, coaching grades. You're going to love this. He's next. T-Town, Tide, 100.9, WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Here's your Town Square Media winter weather update. The mixed precipitation over. The bitter cold air now arrives tonight. A hard freeze warning across the entire area overnight. Protect those pipes. Leave the faucets a drip where necessary. Pipe burst potential in this kind of weather. And frostbite potential if you're outdoors. Clear skies. We could get 10 above. In many places, actual temperature by sunrise as wind chills crash down to near zero or a bit lower in spots. Wednesday tries to moderate some, but still a cold day ahead. Sunny, a high of 38. I'm meteorologist Mark Thibodeau from the Weather Channel. Hi. You're inside the game on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. guy i'm gonna do it publicly uh if you're a friend of mine and you text me my goal is always to try to respond back okay i must tell you when i walked out of here last wednesday i had 276 messages i did my best to respond to those as much as i possibly could uh if you did not get a response to me please don't take it personally as i look back dave bartu sent me a message on wednesday and I, I did not respond. He sent me a message on Friday. I did give that a thumbs up, and I just said simply roll tide. He's got some big grades here that we want to talk about with Caitlin DeBoer and what he's going to bring to the University of Alabama. I'm not going to steal his thunder. He grades coaches for a living, not only with his website, but he also works for schools that's seven of them in the Southeastern Conference. Dave Bartu, CFB Matrix. Dave Bartu, how are you, my friend? Welcome to the game in Tuscaloosa. Dude, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It, uh, thanks for having me back on. Uh, it, it felt like the uh, the last time I was on your show, it was a uh, <clears throat> bit polarizing. A little bit. For fans. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. But, uh... and, I try, and I tried to warn you. I told, what did I tell you? I said there's a lot of older veteran guys that are getting tired that are going to retire. And bang, you had two of them in 48 hours. Kevin Steele, and then the next day it was Nick Saban. Wow. Yep. Yep. And um, you know, we'll, 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 we saw that a lot this year. So now you got a new head coach. What do you think, man? But I want to I want to ask you a question, and I'm trying to be as respectful as I possibly can. When you evaluate coaching and metrics, had you yeah. seen Nick Saban slide down as a program? Nick is a head coach. Well, yeah. the, the, the well, program, the program as, a whole, as a whole, you can answer it both ways if you'd like. Well, no, not Nick. I mean, he was so. So when when I'm talking, just just to be clear for everybody's listening, when, when I'm talking about coaching grades, I am talking about their on field grade. Okay, this has nothing to do with their recruiting. I mean, all but I mean, Nick's the greatest recruiter of all time. 
All right, going to be hard to take that title away. But in terms of on-field results as well, as well, looking at the entire career, I mean, we we worked with CBS Sports in the off season, and we gave them our top ten on-field coaches who are the best on-field coaches for their entire careers, active coaches, and Nick was number one heading into last year. So to partially answer your question, do I think Nick had taken a step back? Absolutely not. Do I think Nick and his recruiting had taken a step back? No, but I think he was adjusting to the new free agency, which is very difficult for everybody. I think where the program itself has taken a step back consistently, and you and I have talked about this, and I've been on your show talking about this, is the coaching staff. Ten years ago, this coaching staff, 1 through 11, was stupid good. I mean, it, it might be the greatest coaching staff of the century in terms of our grading, but in the last 14 years, Alabama has held the title of the best 1 through 11 staff. I mean, 2010, 2011, 2012, 13. I mean, he always had the best staff. And while he still had top 10 staffs, I think last year's overall was number nine coming into the season. It wasn't number one and then a huge fall off to everybody else. Uh, So when people ask me, well, has Alabama, has Nick regressed? No, Nick hasn't. But where maybe it did regress is his ability to find those diamonds in the rough that turned out to be great coaches and also just hire great coaches into the Alabama program. Dave, let's get to Kalen DeBoer. When you look at Kalen DeBoer, what's Alabama getting in this brand-new head football coach? Well, uh, when when we're talking about on-field decisions, on-field coaching grade, he's 1-2, him and Kirby. I mean, so I mean, last year it was it was it was Nick and Kirby were one two, and going into this year, it's going to be Alabama Georgia one two again, and so from a so are you you telling me that the only coach that's in front of him is Kirby Smart? Um, I'll have to update the numbers. Kirby might not even be there now. I mean, what he did at Washington with with basically top thirty talent is pretty incredible, pretty incredible. So did so so when we did our report and turned it in and said okay here's the top 10 guys you can get all right in terms of on field coaching Kalen was number 1 this is our number 1 guy that Greg could go out and hire for Alabama football Wow number 1 okay that doesn't include recruiting i've i've seen the social medias everybody's worried about your number 1 recruiting classes but it don't do you no good if you can recruit at a high level and can't coach but in terms of field coaching ability to coach guys up in our opinion you absolutely unquestionably got the best guy available okay in your opinion what makes him such an effective coach the way that you see it um, I, I think the uh, I, I think the two things that really stand out uh, to me is um, consistency. The, the, the main thing is consistency. The addition to that is consistency on both sides of the football. He is very good at hiring offense and defense. Even though he's an offensive mind, he is very good on both sides of the football. And his programs they don't lean one specific way. You look at like a USC, which has a top three offense every year and a bottom 100 defense every year. Won't be that way this year, but you know what I'm saying? A lot of head coaches are good because they're really good on one side of the football. He is really good at staffing and getting his staff on both sides of the football 
to perform at a high level. Let me ask you about Ron Grubb, because Alabama tried to hire him last year as offensive coordinator here. That's almost like a stamp of endorsement for Nick Saban before all this kind of unfolded. Now he'll be his new OC here in Tuscaloosa. Your thoughts? Badass. (laughs) I mean, dude, it is. um, I'm trying to think in my head who in the, I mean, this is, he is, uh, for for, for his closest comp, Alabama offensive coordinator, Steve Sarkeesian. Okay. That's his closest comp, okay? So if you'd be excited about Steve Sarkeesian come back to call plays in Tuscaloosa, you can be excited about this guy kind of at that level too. Wow, what an endorsement. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, he, I mean, he's a four-and-a-half-plus star offensive coordinator. He is top five in the country on his own. That doesn't even count DeBoer as an offensive coordinator, who is also excellent. I mean, the the – the the big the two biggest jumps on the offensive side of the ball that I've seen on your staff you have had a massive jump in quarterback coach you have had a big jump in offensive coordinator and you have had a very big jump in offensive line so Grub in our opinion is the real deal uh, and there's a lot to be excited about there when you begin to wow I mean I, I don't even know where to go after you said that I mean it's like the mic drop it's like what what question do I go now. Um, do you know anything that you can add to uh, Kane Womack, now the defensive coordinator at Alabama? Do you, is there anything there's there? Another, there? And there's another upgrade. You know, I sent, I sent the report card in, and um, the highest-graded guy that was left on the staff once Nick retired was Freddie Roach. And I sent the report card in, and Freddie was retained. That was a really easy choice there. There's a, there's, there, there is a almost four-and-a-half-star defensive line coach right there. So you bring in Womack, who is a upgrade over Steele, Womack's numbers for his career are outstanding as well. Dude, do you see what DeBoer and Womack did together at Indiana? Indiana. Indi- they had, they had, Indiana. Indiana. Indi- You're talking about a bottom three recruiter in that conference. You know who else is a bottom three recruiter in the SEC? Arkansas, South Carolina, Vanderbilt. Could you imagine any one of those three programs being top 15 in offense and defensive scoring efficiency? No, you can't. But these guys did it at Indiana. Now they get top three talent in their conference. So Womack did it at Indiana. He's done it all over for his career. He went to South Alabama. Here's the coolest thing about South Alabama. A lot of people are going to go, wow, look at the defensive numbers he put up at South Alabama. Yes, that is very impressive. Don't get me wrong. But the coolest thing is that it was done immediately. Not after year two, not after year three, not in year four. Year one, that defense flipped. And it stayed there. So when you take Cade Womack and you take DeBoer and you take Ryan Grubb, in my opinion right now, I don't have the final grades in front of me. That has got to be a top three offensive-defensive coordinator pairing in college football. Not the SEC, college football. It might be the number one OCDC pairing in the SEC. Wow, Dave Bartu, who grades coaches for a living. ADs trust him. That's why we love to pick his brain. ADs go out and hire him. Coaches go out and hire him. They give us evaluations. I want to go back to UW just for a minute. Talent level, what they were able to do to reach the college football playoffs, not just win the first semifinal game. I know the national championship uh, didn't go out, you know, the way that they probably wanted, but to get there, can you help us understand the talent level of UW to be able to coach those guys up and develop them to compete at this level? 
Well, one thing. Let's let's. There's a couple of caveats. Okay. Number one, you have an awesome college football quarterback in in Michael Penix, right? And and it was one of the older, more veteran college football programs in the country. There was a lot of super seniors on there, but this is a program that in the last four years hadn't pulled a top twenty-five class, right? I mean, this is again, this is this is like South Carolina or Arkansas going on a huge run now. Who Washington faced wasn't LSU, Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, et cetera, okay? Um, but Washington getting to the national title game, it was the single most unlikely team to get there in my lifetime, okay? that That, that is the at the beginning of the year, the odds of them getting there, in my opinion, that was the single biggest, best run I have seen ever out of a team that shouldn't be doing it. Okay, and it wasn't just a one hit wonder. This was a top 20 offense and defense last year. So not only did they develop it last year, they ran it back and got better. That's a really big part of our equation when we're when we're grading coaches is progression. Do they get better? How fast do they ramp it up? So Washington did it with so little talent. I personally, as a fan, Ryan, just as a fan, I, I take my hat off of grading coaches. Um, I am absolutely excited to see how quick their impact can be at Alabama. Look, you lost Nick, and he's the greatest coach of his generation, maybe the greatest of all time. You're going to take a step back in spot. But what Kalen is doing to build this staff right now, as a fan, I am so excited to see what happens next. Dave, I'd like to ask you also about the offensive line coach, Scott Huff. I don't know if you mm-hmm. know, know know a ton about him, and I don't want to throw you a curveball, but Alabama did not do very good at protecting the quarterback. We were 129 out of 133 teams in college football keeping our quarterback upright. In other words, we gave up a ton of sacks. Washington was one of the best. Let me ask mm-hmm. you about Scott Huff, the new offensive line coach here in Tuscaloosa. Right. We have him graded as a four-star. In our system, he is a 71, um, which is puts him in the top 20% of all offensive line coaches in college football. He'd be graded higher, but he doesn't have the experience. Um, we don't give anybody a full grade until year four because we don't want any one-hit wonders, right? We don't want any Doug Belts that go out there and pop a top 10 defense and then turn around and pop a 121 defense the very next year. Uh, so... This guy is young. He is, we have him labeled as a rising star. We've been watching him for a while. He has excellent numbers. His numbers, compared to your previous offensive line coach, pretty night and day. You're talking about a 23, 24% increase in overall grade, going from average to top 20 percentile. So I think there's a lot bigger ceiling for Huff. Um, by our numbers, we're purposely pushing him down. I don't want to get too far over my skis on him. But in terms of an upgrade, I think you are going to see an immediate result in terms of offensive line performance 2024 versus 2023. Dave, you're incredible, man. Um, I mean, I can throw out coaches and you give me the grades. This is what you do for a living. Uh, anything that I need to ask you about with this coaching staff? Hey, how about uh, Jamarcus Shepard, Washington wide receiver okay, coach? Yeah. Okay, that's coming here. Right, right. Well, he was he was our number one graded wide receiver coach this year in college football. Dave, what are you uh, trying to do? Run for mayor of Tuscaloosa? No, 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 no. Hey, look, here, here's, here's the thing. My job when I'm working for a head coach, when I'm working for an A.D., 
the I've learned that the that what we're there for is to always look at the negative for our guys. It's really easy to see the positive, right? So when I'm talking to a head coach, whether I'm talking to you know, it doesn't matter who I'm talking to or an AD, is I'm always focusing on the downside because everybody's focusing on the upside, and it's our jobs to bring up the red flags. So, but with Shepard, look, he's number one graded wide receiver in college football this year. His progression with the wide receiver group from 2022 to 2023 was absolutely outstanding. Now, his whole body of work is less than than, than Higgins or Wiggins. Who, who left? Holloman Wiggins. Your guy. Yeah, Holloman Wiggins. Wiggins. Okay. Four-and-a-half-star wide receiver coach, top 10%, okay? So that was a big loss. That guy is an absolute rock star. But what you're replacing him with is a very capable, very good wide receiver coach. There's a step back but not a big one. So offensively, what did we just go through? We went through offensive line, big upgrade, quarterback coach, huge upgrade from, from, from Reese to Grubb, offensive coordinator, three-and-a-half star to four-and-a-half star, huge upgrade, wide receiver coach, four-and-a-half down to four. Overall, on the offensive side of the football, this offensive st- I can tell you this right now. If what Kalen has assembled so far, if Nick had this the last two or three years, I would not have ever bet against him to win a national title because this staff is that much better already than what he had. I mean, this kind of sums it up. Uh, South Carolina Tider listening to us. He says, I think I need a cigarette after listening to Dave. Dave. (laughs) Let's not get too far over our skis, but it's exciting. Now, the downside is we don't know what the recruiting is going to do, right? But what what we do know is recruiting is going to fall off a little bit because nobody's better than Nick. Come on. Let's be real, folks. But if he wins, he wins. Come on, I mean, you're not going to have trouble recruiting Alabama, dude. dude, I I, let me tell let me tell you something. Between Womack and DeBoer and Grubb, this team, I believe, I believe this is going to be an absolute nightmare to prepare for every Saturday. An absolute coaching nightmare to prepare for every Saturday. You should be every bit as excited about this coaching staff as I am from a field standpoint. Recruiting, we're going to have to see it all, how that all works out. But, I mean, in this era of free agency, it's really who's got the most money, right? I mean, being a great recruiter and salesperson isn't as important anymore because it's about the dollars. And so as, what you really need is somebody who's going to manage the money good and make sure you got the money there to get the free agents that these guys want because they're excellent at identifying. So um, you got special teams coordinator, I think, that's out there. I think you got linebacker coach and DB coach. Is that what you're looking for right now? I think those are the only things that are left. Yeah, and I think they're probably going to give some of that, as Coach DeBoer told us a couple of days ago, uh, that he wants to see his coordinators build some of that staff out. So I think Kane Womack will probably get a choice in who he wants to to maybe plug in there. Mm, nice. Okay. Two guys I'd love to have on special teams, though. Four-and-a-half, borderline five-star guys, totally gettable. The dude at Boise State, four-and-a-half-star top ten special teams coordinator and an excellent linebacker coach. Um, Collins, he is awesome. And then there's uh, a guy wearing a national title ring, uh, Robbie Disher. He's at Illinois, but he was the special teams coordinator under Kirby's first national title. Dude, he's only making 300000 at Illinois. Totally easily poachable, top five special teams coordinator of all college football as well. I'd love to see either one of those guys uh, coming to Tuscaloosa, if you're listening right now, Kalen. <laughs> David, will you come back on next week and evaluate the entire staff, please? You know where I'm at. I'm always here for you guys. I love your fans. I mean, the feedback I get, even though some of it's negative, it's passionate. 
man, I love coming on with you guys. Dave, I just want to throw it to you. Tell me what uh, how people can support what you're doing. Um, well, if you want to talk college football some more of this, hit me on my text line. Instead of bugging Ryan, hit me, 971-217-8419. I love college football that much. I will take your questions personally. And if you've missed all of that, you could simply go to <laughs> CFB Matrix on the Twitter account, CFB Analytical. Dave Bartu, thank you, my friend. I appreciate you. I'm voting for you, okay? <laughs> See you, brother. Thanks, Talk man. You soon. Dave Bartu saying that the OCDC coaching combination has a chance to be the best in the SEC when you look at Ryan Grubb, when you look at Kane Womack, and then also Kalen DeBoer. Wow. I don't know about you. I knew some of what he was going to say. I didn't know all of that. Ricky, we'll get to you. Bubba, we'll get to you. We'll take phone calls the rest of the way home. We've got to depart one hour early. Alabama and the Missouri Tigers going to get together on hard court. We'll jump off here at 5 o'clock. We'll give way to the CTSN, uh, contractually obligated to run their pregame show. That starts at 5 o'clock here. Then Alabama basketball at 6. We'll take your phone calls, 205-342-9904. Right now, we have two lines available. We're asking you fair expectations. For Kalen DeBoer, you're number one. What are they? We'll take your calls next. T-Town Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. This is a Tide 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. We stay below freezing all afternoon. The sky partly to mostly sunny. The high 26. A hard freeze tonight. Clear with the low near 11. And tomorrow a dry day with a good supply of sunshine. The high at 37 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 26 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The best place for your high school football coverage is right here on Tide 100.9 and online on Tide100.9.com. Nailing it right there on the show. He said offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator has a chance to be when you look at coordinators and what they've done with less and well, they did more with less. He said that it has a chance to be the best in the SEC. Let that sink in. Anybody out there want a seat uh, here? You better jump on board. You better jump on board. You're hesitant. You're straddling that fence. Why? We're asking fair expectations. Ricky, you're first up in 90 seconds. T-Town Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Monsi Bolaños. In a team meeting today, Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin told his players that speculation about him stepping away is unfounded and that he plans on coaching the team in 2024. Tomlin is entering the final year of his contract and is expected to address the media later this week. This is according to the NFL Network. 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan tells reporters that Christian McCaffrey will be a full participant in practice today. It seems the bye week did the trick for his injured calf. Panthers have interviewed Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson 
Watson for their open head coaching job. And the Chargers have also completed an interview with Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan. Yesterday, the Chargers met with Jim Harbaugh, and according to Yahoo Sports, he remains engaged on extension talks with Michigan, but is seeking language in his contract that would give him immunity for being fired for any findings stemming from multiple ongoing NCAA investigations. And the Clippers will host the NBA All-Star Game in 2026 at Intuit Dome. Here's your Town Square Media winter weather update. The mixed precipitation over. The bitter cold air now arrives tonight. A hard freeze warning across the entire area overnight. Protect those pipes. Leave the faucets a drip where necessary. Pipe burst potential in this kind of weather. And frostbite potential if you're outdoors. Clear skies. We could get 10 above. In many places, actual temperature by sunrise as wind chills crash down to near zero or a bit lower in spots. Wednesday tries to moderate some, but still a cold day ahead. Sunny, a high of 38. I'm meteorologist Mark Thibodeau from the Weather Channel. This part of the game is SEC Parlay Pick Day on Friday. It's made possible by Brian Harden Construction, a diverse business. Crane and equipment rentals up to 320-ton cranes available. The CNC machines, reverse engineering, laser cutting, specialists in modern construction. It's bhardenconst.com. Experience you can count on. Let's build something together. The website, very informative. It is bhardenconst.com. Brian Harden Construction, industrial contractors and fabrication, I-beam installation, Brian Harden Construction. Every Friday made possible by Brian Harden Construction. fence travelers out there we had warren moon just a couple of days ago hall of fame quarterback you had dave bartu right there we had yogi roth a couple of days ago i've got some other big guests in the coming days i understand i get it i get it i get it nick saban the greatest ever walked the sidelines those are big shoes to fill when you look at Kalen abor filling that uh, that is a big comment from Dave Bartu. We're going to dive into it with a couple of different ways, and we'll take your phone calls powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota, TuscaloosaToyota.com. He said, when you look at Kalen DeBoer, he was his highest graded coach. When you talk about the talent level, what they were able to accomplish on the field, Kalen DeBoer was his highest rated coach in college football. Dave Bartu is a guy that is hired as a consultant for many different colleges around, including seven out of the 16 schools in the Southeastern Conference. He is a consultant. He gives coaching grades to athletic directors as they evaluate. He also works for current coaches as they try to evaluate that next step. He takes the talent and the recruiting and combines that with what they're able to accomplish. He had some great things to say about both Kane Womack and Ryan Grubb. He said, when you talk about, he described him, uh, the adjective speaks for itself. Looking at Ryan Grubb, he said, unreal. When you talk about the coordinator, he said, when you think about this coaching staff, it will be a significant upgrade top to bottom. He said, one through 11. They got 10 assistant coaches, head coach. He said, one through 11 will be an upgrade top to bottom. Wow. That is a big statement. Let's go to Ricky. Ricky, good afternoon. You're in the game. I hope all is well. Everything's great, Ryan. How are you? Good. I'm just kind of fired up after sitting here talking today, Bartu. Man, I I am so glad that I got to listen to that entire segment because if that don't fire you up and get you going, uh, 
as they say, you would must be wet. Yeah, yeah, it uh, is. Yes, it frozen, frozen on a day like today. No doubt, no doubt. But I mean, you know, that was incredible, and I was really fired up too when I found out uh, yesterday that uh, that Coach Womack was leaving South Alabama to go because it makes sense on a couple of on on a couple of levels. One thing. You've got a lot of great high school football down in this area of South Alabama that has played on Friday nights. And by, by having, having Coach uh, Womack on the staff up there, then you've got a name that's uh, instantly recognizable in these homes down here as far as uh, getting your recruiting done in southwest Alabama, northwest Florida. I mean, there's a lot of great talent down here. There's kids down here right now that are still up in the air uh, the Williams kid, I believe, from Sarah Land that I saw play a couple of times uh, late in the year when they were in the playoffs. I mean, those kids are going to recognize Shane Womack's name, and uh, and he will have an opportunity to go in and sit down with them and entice them that uh, staying with a commitment to Alabama is the right thing to do. Well, and, and when you look at Alabama – I'm not as concerned about recruiting. I understand that it's about relationships. I understand the Southern ties. I get it. To be able to go out and have these relationships, these high school coaches, winning solves a lot of problems. You're right. You win, they will come. They will come. Well, and and, and that's the thing. If if you look at Coach DeBull's record, I mean, he's won everywhere he's been. And so, uh, so you look at that record and, and then, you know, and and you're going to lose kids. That's just like I heard uh, somebody mention earlier. One of the earlier callers uh, mentioned Isaiah Bond. You know, I mean, you're going to have kids that are going to jump ship because they have basically uh, set themselves up to be mercenaries. You know, they're they're after the dollar, and with the NIL, that's what that's created. The NIL has created a situation where you have have kids for each and every program that you have that are going to jump ship and chase the money because they're basically they're not as much college football players are as they're they're college football mercenaries so they're going to follow the dollar and uh, and I think that uh, we'll maintain our core group of people at the university and uh, and then we'll add to them and if we have to go out and we have to hire a couple of mercenaries in some places that that we need some assistance and that opportunity through the transfer portal and with the NIL money that's available, that'll be available to us as well. I think we're going to be fine. And, and based on, based on uh, you know, what was the the talk of our coaching staff, uh, I mean, I, I'm excited right now. I'm, I'm ready to go. If, if we started tomorrow, I'd, I'd be ready. What are, you, what are fair expectations, in your opinion, for Caitlin DeBoer stepping into Nick Saban in year number one? In your opinion, what are fair expectations? Well, and and for some reason, I don't know why. Uh, you know, I know I know toward the end of the year because uh, you know, seeing the schedule that we have toward the end of the year, we've got kind of a murderer's row of games that are set up. Uh, I would, I would certainly, me personally. I would be happy with a nine and three and into that twelve team playoff. Uh, you, you know, first first year expectations for me, nine and three would be a good season. Now, based on what was just said, and then not only that, based on what I've heard uh, someone say earlier in the week, uh, based on what he did with his roster at uh, Washington. 
by being the only the only team out there that actually defeated defeated a team in Oregon that on paper was better than Washington was, and and he knocked them off twice in the same year. Uh, I mean, to be honest with you, it could be better than than nine and three and be a surprise. But me personally, I would be happy with a nine and three, and uh, and hopefully making it into that twelve uh, team playoff because that way. If you're in there, you've got a shot. Here we go. Ricky, uh, tell me again where you're calling us from. I am calling you from Uri, Alabama. Okay, that's right. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Anything else you want to add? Well, nothing much except a big old roll tide. Good roll talking tide. to you today. And it's, it's, a, it's, it's a great show and, and a great show today. I'm really fired up about uh, the guest you just had on there, and, and he was really awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Ricky. Have a great day, man. Yes, sir. Thank you. That is a lot of fun. A bit of visit with him. Let's go to Bubba, Northport. Bubba, good afternoon. You're in the game. Good afternoon, Ryan. How's it going? Good. I hope that interview fired you up. I mean, we need a little warm on the inside. That one does it. I'm putting on the chin straps right now. I'm ready. He uh, made me want to go out for the team. Well, there's tryouts tomorrow, Bubba. Are you ready? I mean, are you in shape? If, yeah, well, I... I went to the doctor last week. I've lost 10 pounds. So there you go. Well, good. Congratulations to you, Bubba. And got a perfect perfect help from the heart doctor yesterday. Don't have to go back for a year or so. I guess I'm doing pretty good. You mean, I, listen, if your heart's able to hold up during this past season, it's pretty good. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I know. It, it is real good. You don't even need to go see a cardiologist. I mean, if, you, if your heart's still ticking after this season, you're all right. That's right. Absolutely. But what a chain of events in the last week. Oh my goodness. I was I was listening to the press conference in my deer blind with my earbuds on. <laughs> gotcha. So, gotcha. That's dedication right there. There we go. Well thank you, Bubba. What's your fair expectations of this season? I well, I was leaning more to a Eight and three, whatever. Hey, until this whoa, 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 Bubba. Whoa, 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 whoa. Bubba, have you ever coached a down at all? No. I think no. you could probably coach eight and three. I know, I know. And that's why I said I'm, I'm, I give them, I, I'm, I'm, I, it wouldn't surprise me if we was to go 10, I mean, 10 and, I mean, 92, 93, 10 and 1. It won't surprise me. Okay. Uh, and and so, what are your I, I what are your expectations? What are they? I want to I want to say at least nine and two, nine and three. I don't forget how many games. How many? We play, we play twelve teams? regular season games. Okay, I'm going to say ten and two then. Okay. I would be happy with that. I mean. I would be thrilled with that, especially with the, with the schedule we got. Got to go to Wisconsin, and you come back, skip a week, and then got to play I mean, Georgia. What if, what, here. If he, what if he beats Georgia? What oh. if he beats Georgia? Oh, I guess T. Rob will be shaking his head going out the field. I guess I should have stayed. <laughs> I heard now. Terry Clark said there was a. Uh, a, a meeting last night, a players' meeting last there was. night. There was, and um, 
they said the leadership was kind of pulling people off to the side and saying, hey, you need to stay. And I'm not big at that. Is it Brooker that said what he said about not following the money? Yeah, I, can, he, I, just, became, I just became his biggest fan. I can read what, what Bubba's talking about. I read this in the 2 o'clock hour. Tyler Booker, uh, via a couple of different outlets, has said, give it to the spring. Think about your legacy. Me being here so far, I have a great legacy. I've been blessed enough to play football uh, since my freshman year. Started last year. And now to be considered a, a leader on this team in a time of transition like that, like this, that's my legacy. And I don't think a dollar amount could buy my legacy away from here. You know, you know, think of the money that Bonds left on the table by leaving in that 4th and 31st print coming out. I mean, it ain't no telling what the guy would have made if he would just stuck it out, you know. If these players want to follow Donald Trump, let them go. You know, we're better off without them. That's yeah. all I got to say. Thanks. Thanks, Bubba. Hope you have a great day, man. Always appreciate you for being a part of our show. Yeah, yes, sir. Talk to you later. Bye. Right back to you. That one line available. We'll go to Roy in Kansas. We'll go to Pat in Tuscaloosa. We'll go to Dale in Moundville. Corey in Trustville. Now, we do have to get off one hour early today because of the pregame show. Alabama's... Uh, Adam Rittenberg is reporting that Maurice Linguist, as a defensive assistant, uh, will likely be breaking news. Adam Rittenberg reporting Linguist, I believe is the way you say it, Linguist. Maurice Linguist is a defensive assistant likely working with the secondary. Sources tell Chris Lowe and me. Linguist, who finished the third season at University of Buffalo, is the setting FBS coach, so he is a current head coach in the FBS level who's coming to Tuscaloosa. Adam Rittenberg also explains he's got SEC experience at both Texas A&M and Mississippi State. He also worked briefly at Michigan before landing the Buffalo job. He is a current head coach that will be leaving the University of Buffalo and headed to Tuscaloosa to work with the secondary. There you go. Adam Rittenberg now reporting uh, that along with Chris Lowe. So Alabama adding to the coaching staff two current head coaches leaving head coaching positions and headed to Tuscaloosa. You guys want to question about recruiting? Can, can we back up just for a minute? He just talked two head coaches in leaving head coaching jobs and coming to Tuscaloosa as assistant coaches? Please don't bring up recruiting anymore. Don't sound like a dummy. He goes out and recruits two head coaches? You say what you want to say. You want to look like a fool? I'm not going to stop you. We'll continue with more of the game. T-Town, Tide, 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Toyota.com, a huge part of our show. We are powered by those guys every single day. The service department, always great. The new inventory side, all those new Toyotas comes with that lifetime powertrain warranty. And right now, we have the most inventory that we've had in over two and a half years. Camrys, Corollas, RAV4s, Highlanders, 4Runners, Tundras, Tacomas, also the pre-owned inventory. Most of the pre-owned inventory comes with that same lifetime powertrain warranty. See all all of the inventory, 
TuscaloosaToyota.com and Tuscaloosa Toyota on Scotland Boulevard. Now, this hour's West Alabama real-time news update from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom. Good afternoon. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread at TuscaloosaThread.com. A man was arrested without much incident after he briefly refused to cooperate with police and drew part of the SWAT team to an apartment complex here in Tuscaloosa. Crimson Tide football star Caleb Downs has been named to the 2023 Freshman All-American team by the Football Riders Association of America. Read more about these stories and more. Keep up with weather updates, closures, and everything you need to know at TuscaloosaThread.com. Get 24-7 local news coverage and sports updates when you download the free Tuscaloosa Thread app and sign up for twice daily email newsletters. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. A very good afternoon to you. We've got construction work and that's about all for the time being. So just breathe and relax. You've got a smooth commute around the area. McFarland Boulevard, both east and west found near Lurleen Wallace Boulevard. Now intermittent lane closures there. However, no need to worry. No delay. And 2059 continues its road improvements on the eastbound lanes after Foster's. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Tammy Thomas. Alabama Credit Union, feel good about your money. AlabamaCU.com, the mobile app makes banking so much more convenient. All the mobile deposits, many times you don't even have to go into the bank to manage your money. Whether we're talking about checking, savings, mortgage, home equity loan, financing a vehicle. And remember, Roll Tide, show your pride with the official credit card of the University of Alabama Alumni Association, alabamacu.com, Alabama Credit Union with great branches all over West Alabama and throughout the state of Alabama, Alabama Credit Union. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. We stay below freezing all afternoon. The sky partly to mostly sunny, the high 26. A hard freeze tonight, clear with the low near 11. And tomorrow, a dry day with a good supply of sunshine, the high at 37 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 26 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You know, we talk about grilling so often. If you want to dominate the grill today or any day, go visit our friends at Mark's Mark in downtown Northport. I walk in there all the time. There's new things added, whether you're trying to amp up the spice cabinet or whether you're going in for a great ribeye, a salmon swirl, a chicken swirl, which is that's what they're home of since 1978. The seafood entrees, the great cheesecake, the great pies that are made here locally in Alabama, the Blue Spring Living Water. You'll find it at Mark's Mark in downtown Northport under that Roll Tide Bridge. Go see the friendly folks at Mark's Mark, downtown Northport, under that Roll Tide Bridge. Light up those phone lines on the game with Ryan Fowler. 205-342-9904. You're inside the game on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. This is just now break, and Maurice Linguist is going to become a assistant coach here at the University of Alabama. Likely going to be working with the secondary. He's currently the excuse me the setting head coach at the University of Buffalo. So now you've got two former head current head coaches that left their position and now become assisted. Kayla Nabor adding to this staff. Uh, there it is. It's now breaking on multiple different uh, reports. So. Uh, Looks like Kane Womack is getting his staff together. So uh, roll tide. Here we go. Let's go right back to the phone calls. Roy, Kansas. Roy, your reaction. Hope all is well. 
All is great. Thank you, Mr. Fowler. Uh, you know, first I want to thank you guys because I tripped across the station looking for more information about savings retiring. And since finding you, you guys have had a lot of great information. Well, thank you. Thank you, Roy. It's informational. Now, I talked to you a couple of days ago about how I've watched closely his interviews and I read his body language and all of that and talked about his character. Now you had a gentleman on that talked about his acumen as a coach, you know, that he has the capabilities that he has. That he, he was, you know, he won an award for being the best coach of the Pac-12. Well, it's not the Pac-12 anymore. But anyway, he's given him an outstanding grade. He has outstanding character. We're seeing he's put together an outstanding staff. And I don't know how. We, we should be all jumping up and down. I don't drink anymore. But if I did, I'd go out and have a, a, a snoot just for how exciting this information was of that man judging his staff and the credibility that that staff has. And then you have the character of the man who's running the program. Now, we can't replace Satan, but I mean, this is, you know, this is almost a carbon copy. Personality is different. But if you think about character, you think about the type of coaches. And here's the other thing, Satan said himself, it was harder for him when he was interviewing for coaches to give them that three to five year pitch that he was going to be here, therefore making it harder to get better coaches. Therefore we had a decline in coaching. So I'm just so excited. Hey, I found the station. I'm getting great information. I'm so excited about who we found to replace Saban. And the only thing that could ruin it is if we're idiot enough not to Give him a chance to get it all together. Great point. Great point. Great point. I mean, say it again. Where, and you look at recruiting. I mean, when you could go and talk a current setting head coach <laughs> yeah. to come here yeah. and be an assistant coach and not a coordinator. And I'm looking yeah. at Maurice Linguist, uh, and I believe I'm saying that the correct way. Linguist, uh, he graduated Linguist. with Baylor. I'm sorry. I think it's Linguist. Linguist? Yeah. Okay. I think that. Okay, so he coached Baylor GA, Valdosta mm-hmm. State, James Madison. He went to Buffalo as a defensive back coach. He went to Iowa State as a defensive back coach. He was in, in the SEC at Mississippi State. He did uh, coach defensive backs at Minnesota. He coached defensive backs at Texas A&M for two years. Then he went to the Dallas Cowboys and coached defensive backs. He was mm-hmm. hired from the Dallas Cowboys to the University of Buffalo. Now, the record is not great at Buffalo. I'm not going to, you know, but that's a tough division. 14 and 23 in the MAC. Uh, it's a long way from everywhere. But, um, you know, he did have a 7 and 6 season uh, there at Buffalo. And, uh, you know, but if you coach at the NFL. Yeah. You're for the real deal. Yeah. And, and the talent that he's going to have here is. <laughs> and he's be from phenomenal. the South, too. He's from the South. He's, he was born yeah. in uh, Dallas, Texas. So, Southern roots, man. Go. Southern roots. It helps. Thank you very much. Thank you, Appreciate Roy. Please, it. please don't be a strike. Hey, what are your fair expectations? I didn't hear what you said. What are fair oh, expectations my... for you? Well, I'm going to, it may sound blasphemous, but I think we're only going to lose one game this year. Now, that's pushing it a little bit, I realize, but 
based on who he is as a person and based on this staff, um, I don't see why it was, wouldn't be possible just to lose one game. Repeat that. I'm sorry. Maybe I didn't follow. I'm sorry. Well, based on his character, based on the staff that he has, I don't think that I'm projecting too much ahead that he only loses one game. Okay. Wow. What is the one game? Georgia. There's a possibility. <laughs> but, hey, Roy, well, can you imagine if he beats those guys? Oh, I, oh I'll be screaming. I mean, Georgia, they might go ballistic. I mean, because I was on a show last night for 40 yeah. minutes trying to convince them. I mean, they called him Kalen DeBoring. And I'm like, yeah. whoa, hold on a minute. If you're going to apply the same standard, there was a risk when you guys hired Kirby Smart. Kalen DeBoer's yeah. got more credentials than what you guys, when you hired Kirby Smart. That's right. That's right. Here. Now, you'll hear me from Kansas if we beat George. <laughs> you might hear me from Tuscaloosa. And, uh, uh, I mean, I might have to lose my ethical privileges at the press box. Uh, but, hey, run them out of the stadium for all I care. Roy, thank you, man. Take care now. Roll Tide. Let's continue with more phone calls, 205-342-9904. Dale, Mountainville. Dale, good afternoon. You're in the game. Well, good afternoon, my friend. You have a good day. It's only good. Yeah, I'm having a great day. Hope you are as well, man. I mean, I yeah. I just got a I just got a photo just a couple of minutes ago. Uh, my friends at Southern Owl House wasn't able to make it by dinner tonight. Uh, today's Burger Day, and they're open. By the way, they're going to close one hour, or they're going to close at eight p.m. So if you're thinking about dinner, you got the patty melt, the spud, the Jack Daniels burger, and they've got some chicken enchilada soup that is in just. It's Kalen DeBoer A-plus type stuff. Unbelievable. So uh, looks like what I'm going to be having for dinner, a little chicken enchilada soup. Great. Well, that guy you had on was, was real impressive to me, and it really got me fired up to listen to him talk about the coaching staff because I was thinking a lot of the same thing, you know. Even though I don't know a lot about them, but when I read about them, and you read about these coaches that he's gotten and – I mean, you can't help but get excited if you're an Alabama fan. Yeah. What would you think about what Dave Bartu said? I just thought it was, you know, awesome. I mean, he just confirmed what I was thinking, Brian. I mean, man, you got a head coach to be the defensive coordinator. I, I two, thought we were going to have Two head coaches walk off of their staffs. And you think about South Alabama for a couple of minutes? Not a bad football team. Yeah, I remember thinking, wow, how in the world did they beat Oklahoma State like a drum? I mean, how did – I mean, South Alabama, that would have been a game Oklahoma State should have just walked in there and just, just took names. I mean, you know. Took them, took them to the woodshed. Um, yeah. 33-7. to okay. Out there. Yeah. But I don't think, Brian, this coming year – I don't think Nick Saban could have had a great record this coming year. I mean, if you want to be real honest about it, I mean, this, this murder row that we got of the schedule is, I mean, it's tough, man. It's the toughest schedule. seems like we've had in a long, long time. I mean, you throw Oklahoma in there now. I mean, that's, that's, that's a murder row. I mean, I don't know if Oklahoma's going to be up to what Oklahoma standards usually are, but 
I mean, you know, it, it, it looks like a it looks like a tough schedule with Notre. Uh, I mean, um, Georgia and Oklahoma in there. It just that's a tough schedule with me. There we go. And it, on this portal thing too, Ryan. I just uh, I, I don't think we need to worry too much about a lot of the players that we've lost so far. I mean, and I'm not I'm not trying to downplay Isaiah Bond, and I'm, you know, just because he left. But he's taking the money and running. But, I mean, let's look at what he had. He had 600 yards. That's, I mean, why should we worry that much about a player that had that for that whole year? And he played the whole year. I mean, there would be times where he just would disappear. I know he made the great grave digger play. But there were times where you just didn't hear much. You know, he just wasn't, he wasn't a factor a lot of times. And a lot of times they targeted him still. He was targeted a whole lot. And Amari not blocked. We heard about how great he could be, and there were times when he made a few good plays here and there. But, I mean, the, the, I tell you, the player that I hate to see leave the most, and he didn't even play that much, was uh, Henry Blackshire. I think he would have made an impression on the coaches that's coming in. I think he, I think we really got the ball on him. I just really – I had high expectations for him. And I think he probably would have played a lot had he stayed around, but – you know, this just world we're living in. They're going to leave. You know, it is. But I, I think I think he can he can bite back and take some more players out of the portal itself. You know, make an impression there. Yeah, you think about these coaching relationships. Um, you begin to kind of let all that marinate for a couple of minutes. Pretty pretty incredible, man. Pretty incredible. Yeah, I would say uh, if he can go. If he can go nine and three like the other said, would be really good. But with all these coaches and if the players would just stick together, like if Caleb Downs can stay and stick it out, I think nine and three is good. But it wouldn't shock me if they if if they won won the whole thing, won the SEC championship, maybe just lose one game and probably Georgia on that one game, but not. That's not necessary, you know. Like you said, it could, anything could happen. Anything could happen. I mean, he, he's done a lot with less, a whole lot with less. There we go. Hey, Dale. Anything else, man? I appreciate you. Thank you. Roll tide. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate you as well. Let me tell you about the wharf. If you're looking for a great pair of boots, uh, how about some, you know, cold weather apparel? Open until six p.m. daily. Go over and see my friends Mark and Lee. It's waterproof boots. Maybe it's this time of the year when you think about uh, all the different things that we're talking about here. We'll take the Wharf since 1976, a longstanding tradition here in West Alabama. The Wharf, located between Winn-Dixie and the Blue Plate. We'll continue with more of the game. Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. 527 Main Avenue in downtown Northport. Small business and personal income taxes, payrolls, sales tax needs. They can also help you with nonprofit or church accounting or auditing in business since 1999. They work for you, not the IRS. When you take on taxes, you got to have someone on your side. It's Don Wada CPA, 205-345-5595. 205-345-5595. Don Wada CPA, the official accountant 
of the game. Rumsey Environmental, serving the sound of my voice with waste removal services, portable toilet services, construction debris removal containers customized to fit your job site. Maybe it's remodeling. Maybe it's the storage containers. We did this about a year ago, moved all of our furniture into a storage container, brought out the construction debris removal containers. They customized to fit your job site. When you talk about when you have to know it's being done right, that's the time to call Rumsey Environmental, 205-248-0002, 205-248-0002. Rumsey Environmental, a one-stop shop serving West Alabama for all of your waste removal needs. You're listening to the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Tide 100.9. Are you excited about Kaylin DeBoer? I mean, I, I, I mean, I need your opinions. I mean, you sit here and talk sports with us uh, every day. What do you think? Uh, um, I think that uh, are you are you taking a wait and see approach? Well, you know, I mean, that's kind of the boring answer. So, I mean, you were the guy that picked uh, Michigan Wolverines to beat Alabama. I mean, you you. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything about that. But you know, uh, I mean, you were. I mean, you you. I mean, I I don't I don't like to brag whenever I'm correct about things. Um, okay. So, but uh, uh, I think I'll uh, I think I'm gonna say that I think I'll give him a year. There we go. So you're gonna wait and see approach. No, as in he will be here a year. Oh, okay. Then he I don't think he can handle it. No, uh, you come on. You just I see the smile ear to ear. No, you can't get it. I mean, I know what you're doing. I'm not buying it, man. No, I don't. I think he'll find that being here in the SEC in Southern football at Alabama is not the same as being up in Podunk University of Washington. So <laughs> look at you. I just don't think he's all right. Me. All right. All right. So that's Noah's opinion. All right. We'll continue. Let's go. 205-342-9904. Pat Tuscaloosa. Pat, good afternoon. You're in the game. Right. Before the preacher comes on and gives his prediction that we win them all, I'm going to say we win them all. Bad hey, and that I'm, I'm excited about this guy, that he, he does not know how to lose, Ryan. That's what I can say, and that's what shocked me, that Greg went out and got somebody that does not know anything about losing, may not even know how to spell it. Is that not true? Ah, uh, okay. May not know how to spell losing. I would say probably he does, but uh, I'm making a joke. Yeah, I got that. you. I got you. I got you. But I mean, you're saying, I mean, undefeated here, Pat. I mean, I. Hey, like I said, that hey, if he gets now, he's got to do some serious recruiting between now and the start of. Oh, spring practice. I mean, well, not spring practice. Hey, but look, hey, and I've also got another way that we're going to be able to make our uh, Yay Alabama fund go up. We charge 
$25 for a spring game ticket. Oh, All here we go, Pat. Come on, Pat. Come no, on. No. Hey, you don't, you don't I mean, one minute you're, you're trying to get a government tax out here. The next minute you're trying to charge. No, no. Why? Why? Because people that, like you that that's got the big pockets need to amp it up a little bit. Hey, hey, 100,000 fans times 25 bucks, Wayne. $2.5 million. That'll go a long ways toward keeping a couple ball players around. Would it not? Well, I, mean, I guess. Yeah, I do. I guarantee it would. Hey, and, and 25 bucks ahead for a spring game ain't nothing. But, hey, hey, I promise you this, it's going to be filled up regardless whether it's free or whether we charge. It's going to be filled up. And uh, because there, there, there's as much excitement about this coach. As I mean, I just think people State like yourself State. with those deep pockets need to dig a little deeper. Yeah, well, we're gonna, we might have to start selling oatmeal cookies if they just radiate. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm all for that. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm for increasing, hey. yay, Alabama. I'm for cre- increasing, but I don't know if, I don't know if this tax thing's going to work. I mean. I, I know, I, I know your way of thinking, man. You're you're a big government guy, so uh, yeah. I mean, I've worked for the government for nearly thirty years. I know, because you you want more money. You, you probably yeah. every year you used every bit of your budget where you could get the same, if not more, the following year. I get it. I mean, I I yeah. understand the government. Well, the thing about it was a lot of it had to be used or you lose it. That's it wasn't any incentive. That's to the, save yeah. There's no incentive. That's right. Government workers. I mean, that's why we pay. You know, sixty cents on the dollar. Because yeah. if hey, you don't look, use it, hey, you got hey, You gonna lose it. Hey, let's talk about like, what he's uh, what, what he's got in front of him. That uh, hey, if if he can bring back, if he can get Brian Williams back into the fold for the old uh, spring, I mean not for the spring, but to enroll in jeans. That uh, that's going to give us another prolific wide receiver. Oh, uh, Amari Nyblack, I'm not unlike the last guy, the guy before, two guys before me, whatever, whatever he was. He, he was just talking while I was on hold, talking bad about these recruits that left, about what they didn't do, what they did do. Nyblack's a great player. School's still out on Nyblack. Nyblack's still being recruited to back to Alabama. They don't make any. Uh, well, he said, yeah, he said on Saturday about re recruiting, right? Right. Re recruiting. Yeah. You got to re recruit. And uh, so, like I said, I'm not going to talk bad about any of these guys. I'm hoping that he can get uh, Dez Ricks. I'm hearing that Amos may not actually be in the portal. Yeah, first that's road. one that I don't understand when you look at Trey Amos uh, going in because he was lined up to be one of the starter cornerbacks for this Alabama football team. Exactly my point. I'm not going to talk bad about anybody until the dust settles. I mean, because we may be yelling for them oh, come next September. And uh, but, uh, I'm just hey, are you going to, uh, hey, why don't, you take the, why don't we take the Toyota and go up? I'll buy all of the gas for the radio station if you give me a seat going up to the uh, Camp Randall. Uh, I'll tell you what. I can't wait to go. But, uh, hey, but look, I, I'm, I'm looking at flying into Chicago and then renting a car and driving over. That's the cheapest route to go. And, you know, and it's not very far. I don't think it's about two and a half hours or so from Chicago over there. But I'm definitely going to Camp Randall. All of these 
away northern states, northern deals. I've been to all of the SEC schools, and it's still on my bucket list. And Notre Dame, I was hoping we were going to keep that home and home with Notre Dame, but it didn't look like it. I'm gonna, you haven't heard anything else about that, have you? No, sounds like you have. Yeah, but, uh, we were, but it didn't look like it ain't going to happen. And, uh, anyway, hey, Ryan, I appreciate you so very much. These guys, uh, we got to quit bad-mouthing recruits until all the smoke settles. Okay. And uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, because coaches got a hard enough job just, just getting them. So what are, what are the fair expectations, Pat, in your opinion? Your fair, fair expectations? Fair expectations? Yeah. Oh, I'm going oh, 14 and one loss. 14 Four. wins, Ooh. one loss. So what does that and mean at the end of the day? Almost, gets us almost to the championship. Okay. That would be a big success for Caitlin DeBoer in first year. Pat, I appreciate you, man. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Let's go to Ram and McCullough. Ram, good afternoon. You're in the game. Hey, Ryan. Uh, I want to make a comment about what, and I like Pat's calls, but I do not think we need to charge for the 8A well, game. Well, you remember, Pat's a big government guy, okay? Government okay. government people never think too much tax, and that's the way they think. So Pat, you know, over 30 years of working for the United States government, that's just way his way of thinking. You know, well, if, if you need more fun and money, you just go out and tax the heck out of the people. That's what that is. It's just a, you know, you don't want to call it a tax, but that's what it is. You're taxing yeah, it, the people. And it, it's his, our coach's first year. I mean, uh, I give money every month to the, uh, you know, for the program to for the NIL and uh, but I'm very. You couldn't ri- have written a script any better about our coaching staff than what your guest laid out earlier in the show. I mean, he was, I was uh, really overwhelmed by the grading and the quality of the the coaching staff that he relayed to us. I thought it was, uh, I mean, Anybody that doubted the hire uh, shouldn't have any doubts anymore. And uh, so I'm going to give you my expectations. Okay. What are your fair expectations? Ryan, we got to beat the Bugs. we got to beat Tennessee and Georgia. But I could go with nine and three. I think that anything above that I think would be uh, – Outstanding. Okay, I'll take it. I mean, I, I'm right. not saying that that's my low expectation, but I mean, you got to have some building blocks. But hey. you know, Dave Bartu just came in here and just fired the entire crowd up, which uh, you know he has a right to do, and uh, he did. He sure did. R- Ryan, one one other quick question: do, do you know how many kids have put their names up for the? Portal. Uh, totally. I don't. I don't know if I have a total number. I mean, I could probably run through a bunch of those, but I don't know the exact. I mean, I just had to count through in my head. Well, I ho- I hope they uh, give him a chance. Thank you.
All right, Ryan. Thank you, buddy. I always appreciate you. Thank you, Ram McCullough. We appreciate you. We'll come back. We'll get Corey in Trustville, Robert in Mobile, Ellis. We'll wrap up the loose ends. We're going off one hour early. News just now breaking. Buffalo's head coach, not the Buffalo Bills, but the Buffalo College football program, Maurice Lingus. Is I think it's the way you say it. Lingus. Uh, maybe that's the way you say it. He's coached at Mississippi State. He's coached at Texas A&M. He coached for the Dallas Cowboys. He will be leaving to come to the University of Alabama. Setting head coach. That's two for the day. What's next? We'll talk about it next. T-Town, Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, although we are still on the lighter side of traffic for your Tuesday afternoon. I do see where traffic starting to tighten up just a bit. You've got some volume happening on the eastbound lanes of I-20, and this is just west of Joe Malisham Parkway, so just watch out for that right now. Meantime, the construction zones continue on 2059 eastbound after Foster's, and this is long-term road work. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Tammy Tom. Nukes Eatery right there on University Boulevard, 205 University Boulevard. Call ahead orders, 205-758-2455. We always like to say close enough that you can smell the championships. It used to be the fringe of the campus of the University of Alabama. Now the campus has built around them. When you're talking about a great sandwich like the Nukes Q sandwich or maybe a great salad, that macaroni and cheese is outstanding. The bowl of soup, a cup of soup, as we uh, lower temps here in West Alabama, you can parlay those and you could pick a pair. Maybe it's a California-style pizza. Maybe it's the great chicken salad, the pimento cheese. Catering from a small office party to a larger corporate event. Nukes Eatery, 205 University Boulevard. Close enough that you can smell the championships. Go see Joel Bromfield and all the friendly folks at Nukes on University Boulevard. Southern Owl House, 1530 McFarland Boulevard. Eat Southern, be Southern. All the biscuit sandwiches, the great Southern cuisine like the bacon wrap, meatloaf, the fish and taters. All the great sandwiches like the Yardbird, the great salads, the daily lunch and dinner specials Monday through Saturday at Southern Owl House. We've also opened up an additional part of Southern Owl House and expanded with our catering needs there to fulfill what you're looking for. 205-248-7500. Ask for Taylor. 205-248-7500. Catering from a small party to a large corporate event. Southern Owl House, 1530 McFarland Boulevard. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. We stay below freezing all afternoon. The sky partly to mostly sunny, the high 26. A hard freeze tonight, clear with the low near 11. And tomorrow, a dry day with a good supply of sunshine, the high at 37 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 25 degrees in Tuscaloosa. It's the longest-running sports show in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to The Game with Ryan Fowler on Tide five-star in the southeast, but he's went out and got two setting head coaches to come to the University of Alabama. That's pretty uh, good when you talk about the world of recruiting. Give him time. Give him time. Look at what he's done in a couple of days. I think we're going to be okay. Corey Trustville. Corey, are you making an endorsement of this coaching staff? 
Solid. Having a great day. When I heard that these were major upgrades from what we had, I was smiling ear to ear because I know that some of the coaches we had previously were part of the problem, and especially on the offensive line and quarterback. So I know that this will be big. And as far as uh, uh, expectations, there's three goals I think we need that are very important. Number one, you got to beat your rival. Especially Auburn and Tennessee. Auburn comes here, especially when they're bad, you got to take care of them. You got to go play LSU on the road. Yes. But I think Tennessee's going to be a tougher team than than, than, uh, LSU because I I think LSU's really going to regress, but Death Valley's always tough. But I think if you can can win two out of the three, that'll be very, very uh, good. Second goal. If you can make it to Atlanta, I'm not going to hold Kevin board to it, but if you can make it to Atlanta, that would be really nice. And then uh, make it to the playoff. Would, would, I, I say make it to the playoff is sort of an expectation because you got that margin of error. And I'm going to say 10-2 is the the, the uh, realistic realistic uh, goal. Uh, I know we're an underdog against Georgia, and I would say our probably our, our toughest game other than that is probably Oklahoma because it's an unfamiliar territory we go to, and it's late in the season and it's cold up there that time of year. So I would say those two are probably our toughest games. If you can go ten and two, and 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 do that, I think that's a that's a good good start. Gotcha. All right, Corey. Uh, there you go, man. I appreciate you as always for being a part of the show. Anything else? Just hope we can hold on to Caleb Downs. I've been watching all day. Hope we can hold on to him. We're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. Thanks, man. Good talk to you, Ryan. Roll tide. Right back to you. Let's go to Robert in Mobile. Robert, good afternoon. You're in the game. I hope all is well. Hey, man. All right, so you having a short game, a short show today? A little bit. we got basketball coming up. we got the pregame show for CTSN starting at 5 o'clock. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I kind of agree with Corey. You know, the uh, expectations are ten and two. Um, you know, I, you know, maybe the SEC <laughs> champion at least go to the championship game and uh, playoff. Um, not looking for a playoff this year. I mean, next year, this year. Be reason being, so many people, you know, leaving the program. Okay, if, if we had kept everybody, I'd be looking to go to playoffs. If, if nobody left and uh, the team stayed intact, I think this guy gave us to the playoff first season. With things being the way they are, it's uh, okay. That's a little bit too much to ex- ask or to look for. Look for. So maybe ten and two, and I mean, if we go ten and two, I think we'll make the. I'm pretty sure. I have a great chance we'll make the uh, SEC championship game. Oh, uh, real quick before I go, I've heard a couple people comment on uh, Isaiah Bond and you know his leaving and. Uh, people call him a mercenary and a traitor or whatever they even call them. Um, okay, and if it is true, you know, $5 million, I think what some people say have been kicking around, that uh, that number was amazing that the NIL has gotten that high if it has. Um, there's no way I can blame him for doing something that I don't know if I wouldn't do if I was in the same situation. It's like you all really think that we're supposed to expect these guys to turn down $5 million or $2 million or $3 million to go to another team? We really expect them to do that? 
there's no right or wrong in this. It's because there's no rules, and that's the right and wrong is that there's no rules. There's your right. There's your wrong. Yeah. But them, but their bond decided he wants to leave. That's not wrong. That's just just him to make a decision that you think you wouldn't make. There's no right or wrong in that. God didn't decree from on high that thou shalt not go to another team. That's the only time something is right and wrong if God says it is. You know, or there's some well, rule or law well, that's just been established. Yeah, and, and I, I'd like to maybe pick back up on this tomorrow. We're literally out of time. We've got about four okay. minutes right here left of the show, Robert. But I want to ask you, because you're a South Alabama alum, correct? Yep. What do you think about Kane Womack? Um, he's, I think he's going to be serviceable. Uh, uh, you know, with, with South, it's kind of tough because uh, the, the, the competition. So, I mean, it's weird, kind of weird. We would do well in some games, like beat in Oklahoma State, and then not do well in a game against a team we should beat. So it's kind of hard to tell. But, you know, I think we can make it work. Gotcha. Robert, thank you, man. Right, man. Roll Tide. Let's go here to Ron and Georgia. Ron, what about one minute? Let it rip, and then uh, actually about two minutes, and then we'll give two minutes to the final last duck through the hole. Ron, just a quick thought. Uh, I just caught the tail on the show. You mentioned the other day about Greg Sankey not allowing Nick to make hires. Uh, quick thought, did Nick have to get out of the way in order for us to make this type of turnaround and hire these type of coaches that we needed so desperately? And, it's going uh, to hurt me to say this. Off, it's going to hurt me to say this, Ryan, but yes. He couldn't hire the big blue chipper coaches anymore because he wasn't going to lie to them. He wasn't going to say, listen, I'm going to be with you for three or four years. And those coaches, you know, you got to be honest. But, I mean, look at Tommy Reese. He left his alma mater, came here for one year. He's now jobless. That's tough. Uh, it's tough, man, but, hey, welcome to the real world. Yeah, no, no, I, I get it, but, I mean, it's just – it's it, a lot of those coaches like Ron Grubb that we've got here as an offense coordinator now. Alabama tried to recruit him last year. I mean, if you think about it, he knew That's what they had. Yeah, yeah, but he knew what they had coming back in Kalen DeBoer and what they were, you know, to make a national championship run. Wow. Are we sitting here today if Ryan Grubb had taken that job last year? Are we sitting here today saying he's the new head coach? You know what? Uh, Ryan, never really thought about it like that, <laughs> but you make up a really good point. But I don't know. I don't know. That's would be hard for a first-time head coach. Ron, I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Let's go to the last duck through the hole. Ellis, Manchester, Tennessee. Ellis, how are you, man? Welcome into the game in Tuscaloosa. Cold. How cold? Uh, well, it was nine degrees this morning when I got up. Now I saw somebody post from Manchester said it was colder than a witch's titty. I don't know who yeah. that was. With a brass brazier. <laughs> I believe that was you. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm excited and uh, distinct. Hey, two head coaches left their positions to, like you said, to come be, uh, come coach there at Alabama. So. That shows you something about our coach we got. We I'm going to stand behind him, Ryan Fowler. It's looking good. What are your fair expectations? Undefeated. 10 and 2. Okay, 10 and 2. Okay. 10 and 2. All right, we got to get out of here, man. We got to hand over to the basketball coming up here in just a couple seconds, man. Ellis, I always gotta appreciate eat the you, booger man. Eaters. <laughs> got to beat the booger eaters. Anything. Anything. Thanks, and man. The ball. Roll tight, Ryan Fowler. Hey, we got.
We've got the Missouri Tigers coming up in one hour inside Coleman Coliseum. We're going to get you ready. Chris Stewart, Brian, Tom, and all the guys coming up in a couple of minutes. We remind you that we call this program the game of the only one that you win a big game. The game of life is to walk daily with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Good night, C-Town. Listening to the game with Ryan Fowler, powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota, on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.